<laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome back to another evening of D&D. Mm-hmm. We are not great RPG, and we are here for the city of Oshwamp mm-hmm. tonight. For the whole city. For the whole city. Uh, <laughs> nope, not the whole city. A small portion of a bad city with big cold. Mm-hmm. Minor amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're back once again for some more fun. Uh, so we will go around the table and say who we are. We will we'll be joined shortly by uh, by Buck, and then we'll be uh, we'll get into the into the fun for the evening. So fun, I, yeah, fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. Fun. I like it. Eric, thank you very much for the gifted sub. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Uh, but anyway, I am Don Boosted Gorilla, and I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric, in this one. I am. Lawrence, <laughs> and I play Yalum Lo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Sarah, and I play Ritora. Hi, I'm DJ, and I play Nesgrim. And yes, as Don said, uh, Buck Bill will be with us in just a moment. Buck Bones. <laughs> Buck Bill. I just wanted to say Buck Bones again, and I had to stop myself. <laughs> oh, it's such a good shop name. Upstairs, and we'll be no, down no resistance. Very yep, just Buck. Buckbones. William Buckbones. <laughs> All right. Uh, so last week, um, we found out more about the Widow's Whale as it was revealed to us by Corin in his basement, uh, discovering that it is a parasitic plant that drains the life from the soil and the things around it, and it is primarily found in places where mass death has occurred. Uh, again, terrifying us about Corin himself for where he was. Uh, Ritora, by this information, was very confused because where she grew up, super peaceful, like, foresty place and just kind of weird that this was even remotely there. And I said, shh, we'll get there. Um, (laughs) Nesgrim makes the connection eventually to the mysterious death of his father back in a different woods near his hometown. Yep. Yep. Uh, Hometowns. Yes, we learned uh, the name Ryek, which means exile in Elvish. Uh, his father was also quarantined while he was ill, and Nesgrim was not permitted to wi- uh, visit his father during his death. Uh, Ether and Corin have a brief discussion about things going on in the afterlife, and how Ether himself, through his ritual connections, attempts to ferry lost souls across a river in his visions, and, or banishes those that he thinks are not worthy of it. Just be gone! Get, 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 out, get out of here. Do bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You're done. Get out of here. That's it. You're done. Uh, You're done. He, he also tells Corin of his ability through his channel divinity to witness the last memories of a person by performing a ritual with their skull. Um, Corin brings him a skull and asks him to look into this person's memory. Uh, and we watch a man who was told to us eventually was named Bartholomew, attacked by a plethora of creature, creatures, very small, that he attempted to swat off of his neck and face before one of them crawled into his open mouth as he screamed, and then he stopped moving and died. Um, we also saw on the walls of Corrin's rooms etchings that he had engraved into it in infernal writing, a pair of symbols, and a poetic verse from the sisters that he has overheard along his back wall. Uh, He tells them that he is, in fact, the man who has been hiring mercenaries to go into the orphanage, looking for the entrance and paying for each name discovered. Uh, Yalumlo is able to discern the script on the walls and the note that Corin found in one of the mausoleums at the site of Justice itself. They read the harrowing notes of his overheard discussions and learn the names Grief, Agony, Despair, Torment, and Livid. The occurrences describe mounds of bodies, people going missing, markings carved into flesh, which we've kind of already found maybe one of those, and mm-hmm. his potential fear of invocations and feasts. 
he also finds the initials SOS once more. Uh, and then we find the word in infernal, uh, vermin, which we were able to read, and then the word filth in common. Uh, he discusses with us the history of the well poisoning of 8051 AR, which is 12 years before our current timeline. And he details the return of an expedition of dwarves that had been sent into the mines north of Oshwamp. This crew was hired by the cathedral to procure a lost holy relic that was stolen by a brother who forsake his position in the cathedral and fled north of the city. Uh, Corrin was pulled from his work as the doctor of the orphanage to care for these ill dwarves, but was unable to save them. To keep the existence of the dwarves secret um, from the rest of the city, a conspiracy plot was hatched to blame a poisoned well for the spreading of this disease in Norse slums instead. Whew. In their delirium, uh, some of the surviving dwarves spoke manically of a withered, rotten creature elevated against a cave wall by roots and vines that extended down below into the black soil that was wriggling with maggots and worms. Some of them walked willingly towards this figure in a daze, and their flesh was flayed from their bodies, and then the vines gripped them from the grounds and threw them over the body of this ro- An amalgamation, as Sarah would say! <laughs> Uh, Corrin also tells us that his wife Carolyn unfortunately contracted the rot and he abandoned his work to take care of her uh, himself, uh, quarantining themselves in an abandoned home in Slums North. She deteriorated despite his efforts to help her. Her flesh began to rot, but then she was visited by Sister Isabel and the deterioration halted. Uh, He remembers that her skin grew quite pale, kind of returned to its form, and she began to stare and speak to shadows inside of the house, whispering to them. Um, then eventually brothers from the cathedral, called Awakened Ones, were sent to remove her and place her into a quarantine inside of the cathedral itself, ignoring Corrin's protests. He then openly blasphemed against the cathedral publicly and was charged with heresy. Uh, the people of Slums North protested his execution at the gallows. These protesters were the so-called rioters as they were gathered up and executed or burned in their homes if they fled. Uh, and Corin remarks remorsefully that he feels horrifically guilty over what has happened here in the city, especially for the death of not only his wife, but of the father of Clark, the pawn man. Uh, as they ask him for assistance with Madeline, they share the note they had from Desiel and confess their fears of a transformation for one of the young girls inside of the orphanage. As her 13th birthday approaches, they use the name Marybelle, and Corin, in a fevered panic and rage, immediately leaves confessing that Mary Bell was the name that his nine-month pregnant wife had chosen for their daughter before she was taken from him while she was ill. They willingly follow him out to the orphanage because fuck yeah, this dude's cool as shit. We're going to go kill anyone for this guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get to the orphanage. We knock on the door. Sister Lauren opens it, uh, recognizes us. We announce that we brought the doctor back to be able to help here with Sister Madeline. She lets us in. We go upstairs, go towards Sister Madeline. Corin goes inside alone. We ask to see Mary Bell because the doctor is interested in her, and... Okay. <laughs> I mean, my justification is your reputation with Lauren is high enough that she would trust you guys to be doing this for a verifiably reasonable idea. Uh, so she goes and collects Mary Bell from inside of the nursery, brings her back over. Corin, after a few moments, steps outside of the sisters' quarters, and... 
doesn't really announce anything about the state of Sister Madeline. He comes out as he sees Mary Bell is being led over towards him. He utilizes his charm to tell Sister Lauren that she is mine now, and Mary Bell is now his. She says yes. Yeah, she's like, cool. We like this guy. Um, I don't know if we should or shouldn't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He's handsome. Have you heard? He's, he's just, handsome. He's just cool. Right? Uh, yeah, so um, Corin, in a moment of despair, turns to leave, uh, confessing that he feels as though he is not fit to be a father to any child, despite whatever might be going on in Mary Bell's life. Um, he says that he is no longer a man and no longer capable of caring or loving or protecting someone, but we successfully, through Yalumlo's communications telepathically, remind him that she is safer with him no matter what. Literally in an orphanage and in grave danger. Danger, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, grave danger. Um. (laughs) Grave danger? Finding the totem? We really get that in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very good, thank you. Mm -hmm. Roll for performance on that. Yep, sorry, one second. Yeah, we do do need to know. Uh, it's a 13. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. good. It's better than any, anyone else. Nobody's going <laughs> to nobody's gonna really perfect that, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. I'm very happy. It's for Ukubo only. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he accepts this proposition, takes Mary Bell into his arms, hugs her, begins to cry, and she happily goes with the man that we now have understood is theoretically her father. Um, <laughs> theoretically. We didn't really confirm it. Proof. <laughs> Um, yeah, so after he leaves, we go inside of the sisters' quarters to check on Madeline. Uh, we find her sitting upright in her bed in, like, uh, her, her night rope. Uh, she is confused by the withered, scarred flesh on her chest now and clutches the locket that dangles over this area. They ask her more about her visions and how she became the director, like, the mother of the orphanage itself. Um, and we realize that she is the person who totally had the vision of that holy relic that that dwarving expedition got sent out into the mines for, and that it was for retrieving Sister Sabrina's coronet, this dazzling crown with uh, emblazoned, encrusted red and orange jewels. Uh, She continues to repeat the phrase, like fire she is, over and over when describing Sister Sabrina. Yalumlo asks to briefly inspect her locket. She gives it over to him. And Nesgrim lights a torch as we recognize that, like fire and all of the descriptions of Sabrina, the sacred flame is a hint towards something. Uh, so Yalumlo, despite Don's <laughs> protest, not Ethier's protest, Don yeah, the person's yeah, protest. To be perfectly clear, Ethier totally has no reason, totally fine. I was upset mm-hmm. and horrified mm-hmm. of what... John might do. I trust John with my entire being. I do like most of the time, but we've been we've been through some shit. We've been through some real deep shit. He's given me some reasons to question myself. I thought you were gonna say my sexuality. Fat too. I mean, but now that you mentioned it, that's what was happening. Uh, Yeah. So we extend the locket out over it. we watch as the flames <coughs> wreathe up around it and um, sear into the S-O-S engraving inside. Um, 
a like red substance it almost looks like rust but similar to blood begins to leak out from inside of the indentations here forming in a diagonal pattern a word in infernal from these just initials saying the phrase sisters of sorrow and I will once more remind us all of the horrifying verse on the back of Corin's walls that he overheard a sister's eyes are buried a sister's eyes are closed a sister's eyes will open when Sabrina calls her home. It's fucking terrifying. I'm glad. <laughs> so we begin right here in the sisters' quarters, mm -hmm. the locket still wreathing in flames as you all see forming brandishings inside of the locket. The phrase Sisters of Sorrow appears, and you are all standing here as Madeline continues to point and extend her open hand towards the locket, lurching forward, despite Ritora being very close to her and attempting to comfort her with that blanket to keep her warm, almost reaching into the fire itself willingly. Uh, it, I have a question. Uh -huh. uh, is it possible to insight check fire? Is that a thing? I mean, for you know, I don't really know this fire got going on. You, like you can, fire you can investigate like the fire. Sure, that'll work. Like you could arc, not really even arcane. You do have detect magic still, have, still going. He, yeah, he was. I'll tell you what right? Yeah, it should still be up. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's evocation. Okay. Well, yeah, that's because I mean, fire. You technically yep. use druidcraft, correct, to ignite it. So, I, I, mean, I, would, I would say that it's got like some kind of lingering magical essence to it. It's not like... I mean, she's the one who made the fire, true, man, uh, not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Blame you, Sarah. <laughs> this is, no. It's not my fault, <laughs> chat. Um, can we go? It, it, can I like investigate the, the writing to see if I've ever seen anything... Like appear like this in flame before. I, history check or, or investigate. Try to like so figure. So you're out. asking whether or not you've seen yeah, any markings or brandishings appear when bathed in fire. Yeah, am I familiar with whatever like type of incantation might have caused this? Is essentially what I'm asking. Sure, I'll permit because of like the certain people that you've spoken with back in like your hometown. Okay. That's theoretically right. something that might have been. Okay. Uh, for history, that's a three, so... Oh. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it could be something where you have, like, a sense of familiarity that, like, this has been spoken. You've sure. never witnessed it occur. Okay. You've never even seen it... Like, if people were to present you to, an like, an object that might have had this, you haven't even been presented an okay. object that has theoretically had that happen. Okay, so you just I, yeah. heard secondhand anecdotal information. Okay, so I, I'm familiar with the concept, but haven't seen it. Correct. Got it. Okay. Um, I have not seen anything like this before, but I am relatively familiar with the magics behind it. I, I have heard to me. I'm gonna pull it back out of the flames. Cool. I'm pull going to prevent. Uh, like Does that melted writing maintain its current form? Like yes. it's staying that way? Yes. No going back now. <laughs> uh huh. I would like to prevent her from putting her hand in the fire like a child. Cool. So, I mean, you can make a strength check as you, like, grab against her elbow and attempt to pull back on the joint. Yeah. I'm just going to pull the torch Good. away. Okay. Pull it straight up and down instead of out. 17. You know that feeling where you really don't want in that 20th situation, but you do it? 
<laughs> is she, her hand's going right into the fire. This is that situation. So, I mean, as you begin Great. to pull the locket away and you begin to go for pulling the torch away, you grab at her elbow and she breaks out of your grasp. I will say that she's not capable at her distance of just lunging forward like <laughs> thematically in a situation that's un- like implausible to me, but she topples out of the bed onto the ground in a fevered state. Like, you now see her on her knees, like, reaching up towards this, having broken out of your grasp, as you two part and are standing here, one side with locket, one side with fire, and she is reaching up towards the locket. Give it to me. Uh, into her mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sister Madeline, I do not suppose we could convince you to calm yourself. The locket is still here in the room. I am quite calm. You do not seem very calm. I hear her. You hear her. She needs it back. What is she saying? Bring it to her. Where is she? And she just looks at the floor below her. (laughs) Digging. Digging? Digging. And now out loud I'm going to say, where is she digging at? In the cellar. <laughs> Those words just invoke a horrifying feeling in Don, and I'm very happy they do. Uh, Sabrina digging. Well, because also what I, I've in seen what you've put on the table. <laughs> the it might be. Oh, that's a cellar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You know what, guys? I just remembered. I gotta go. <laughs> I had this date with that uh, cursed eye lady. No, we all know that's not the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how long you roll on deception, no one's no believing that. Me there, no. I, I would like you to roll a deception, though. Let's, let's see. You know how you good? Know. Seventeen. That was pretty good. Uh-huh. But we know because we all have plus twenty to the to the rolls, <laughs> specifically to determine if you're lying plus about having a date. Plus twenty bullshit penalty. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. Sister we have been warned that should we arrive here, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. Correct. Arrive here where we already are. Here. Yeah. Oh. Wherever there is. Yes, as I announced to them all as we were preparing, be careful. (laughs) Be careful. Gotcha. Sister Madeline, uh, it seems that you are still feeling unwell. Perhaps a bit more time to heal before uh, making such an adventure. She Uh, will take me. Perhaps we could bring this locket to her if she is asking for it. I will show you the way. She is calling us all home. I'm going to <clears throat> tuck the locket into my fist where she can't get to it. Okay. Um, uh, is it <clears throat> dark where we are going? I have never been. I have only seen. In your visions? It is her home. Um, the cellar is her home? Beyond the cellar. Deeper. The mines? Not the mines. It might rhyme with mines. <laughs> Mimes? <laughs> <laughs> Crimes. 
Crimes? Divines. Oh. Shit. I'm going to pull out um, like a, a stick or, or wood fragment that I have in my bag and cast light on it and hand it to her so she can lead the way. She kind of le- leans over towards you and grasps it. Thank you. You are welcome. And she just kind of slowly gets to her feet and rises. This way. And she walks out of the sisters' quarters back into the hallway. Do we see any other sisters about? I mean, uh, in terms of the upstairs, no. The majority of the time... They are downstairs in the common area. Freya would be the only one inside of the nursery, and as previously stated, to give Madeline proper isolation, the other sisters were sleeping in the nursery. Like, they dragged cots in. What is the current state of Sister Lauren? Sister Lauren is still kind of standing here in the general area. She looks like she's a little bit more poised, but she's still... you know That charm is exclusive to him. She's more Mm -hmm. looking for him, again, still, as though confused... At the absence of this person. Hmm. So she's just kind of like aimlessly looking around trying yes. to find him, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not looking like she's attempting to leave. Yeah, she's she just, just looks like she's confused. Like, where did he go? Okay. Follow I... Sister Madeline? Yeah, I, I think that we should follow her. We should not let her wander alone. Do you think that Sister Lauren will be fine? I think yeah. that she will be okay. There are several other <clears throat> sisters on the f- on this floor. She does not uh, seem like she wishes to go anywhere. Uh, Sister Lauren, uh, what exactly is it that you are looking for? That handsome man. Uh, Where has he gone? Come right uh, here. Uh, <laughs> 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 he had an errand to attend Wait, to. Does Nesgrim say that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just ignoring <laughs> Nesgrim. Yeah. Good call. He had an errand to attend to. Uh, I believe if you go and wait in the study, in the office, that perhaps he will return. Oh, very good, good of course. Yes, yes, yes. She just hurries off towards the office. Thank you. You're Opens welcome. the door. She's just like, oh, my... <laughs> She's eager and excited. Sister Madeline walks over towards the spiral staircase descending down towards the first floor. I guess we're walking with her. Yep. I don't want a metagame, but I don't want to (laughs) die. I mean, I'm not going to let her go by herself, so I'm 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 not either. I mean, I don't think she'll go without the locket, necessarily. And I have the That's locket. That's true. Yeah, she won't get too far away from her. Yeah, she won't get too far. Like, I implied that I was willing to go with, mm-hmm. which is probably the only reason she's even leading us out of the room. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh-huh. But I am going to at least start following her. Yeah. Uh, even if we do not plan to go wherever it is she is taking us, we should try to see where this cellar is and what she knows. Is this okay. what Corin was looking for? I'm Might not be. sure. He. Can, um. Was it the the young men that we stopped, uh, Felix and I? The two in the storage in the storage area. area that mentioned looking for the door. 
Yes. Okay. Those two specifically. Um. The ones who who broke in to the storage area mentioned something about looking for a door. I assume Corin was the one who sent them. Yeah, they were looking for entrances and signatures, if I remember right. I think that was a different group. No, I thought that was on the notes we found, wasn't it? What was it? The signatures? The people were sent in to look for entrances and signatures, right? Correct. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um... Signatures, I imagine, knowing what we found from these notes may mean literal signatures. That is possible, or perhaps signatures referring to a marking of some kind, uh, a sign of a spirit or something. Right. Well, if we're going to find anything, it's going to be in the basement, right? Or a closet, but probably the basement, yes. <laughs> so we can hope that it's just the closet. No, we know it's in the closet. <laughs> it's a spoon. That's true, I did put a spoon right. in the closet. Who uh-huh. keeps spoons in the closet? As well as dirt. Mm-hmm. Lot of dirt. A lot of dirt. So much dirt. Oh, and did we, is that where... Did we not also store a body in there? As... That was a wardrobe, I think. The body that became was a dirt. You guys are fun. Poor bunch is like, the fuck if I got it? <laughs> to be fair, I don't know anything about storing a body in a closet. Okay, all um, right. So that, that I, helps me a little bit. I also yeah. do not know anything about storing body in a closet, but I do store... It wasn't store... really a three out of five. That's not bad. But, so what's up with you guys? I do I not have a thing so... or two about ignoring it about everything Nesgrim says. I have no mm. idea what I'm talking about. I mean, Ever. What, huh. Oh. It depends on your definition of body, really. I, I also, it was a pile of dirt. I, I do store bones in a tent if that is relevant <laughs> to anyone. He does do that. I've seen you before. Uh, yes, I sell tools and jewelry made from bones, among other things. I have sold you bones before, haven't I? Uh, I'll history. Check. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably. I, I do buy the occasional bones when I am not able to make it out myself. Huh. Something about this lighting. Just suddenly I recognize you. I you most of... people know who I am. No, I got plenty. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, ibuybones.com. That is me. Rip off one of the little... Uh, bones for little, cash. Little tags. <laughs> I pay cash for bones now. <laughs> cash for bones. We buy any bones. <laughs> any here, any species. Uh, I can't think of a it's third. It's my one. bones, and I want them now. Some bones now. If you have a structured skeleton, <laughs> it's now. Okay. <laughs> That's the first good joke that DJ has said in the entire time he's been playing here. Oh. You're going to round of applause right now. Oh, that's very good. Oh, I was trying to think of something. Man, the structured skeleton. That is really good. Thank you. My next thought was called DJ Nesgrim. 877 Bones Now. 877 Bones Now. No. 877 Bones Now. 877 Bones Now. Oh, my God. To the basement. Yeah, to the basement. Oh. After Sister Madeline, we go. Oh, yeah, right.
Yeah. Oh, Lord. Following Sister Madeline to the basement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you watch as she descends the spiral staircase and returns once more to the now reattached doors of the chapel and opens the chapel. Who attached the doors? The guards did. When they arrived to clean up the bodies of the bandits? They did. Right, oh, they had yes, been knocked off. Right. They were reattached. Mm-hmm. We simply um, lined them with blankets. Blankets, yeah, mm-hmm. to keep the, the draft. Because right. the window yeah. is still shattered. That's right. So yeah, you step once more into the chapel and you watch as she just walks towards like the pulpit. To the pulpit. Oh, no. So that's the pulpit, I guess? This is not... No? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That not concerns me. You're not there. Where we right. That's under the pulpit. Small no, friend. It concerns <laughs> me greatly. The yeah. entrance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I see her walking towards that, I look over towards uh, Ratora and Nezgrim. Uh, that is where we found Bran, the small child. That was a, that was a yep. drawer, though. At the bottom of it. Are we sure that was Bran? <laughs> if she is leading us over towards some secret entrance... It looked like him. He sounded like him. That's... It was a totally him. small child that said his name's Bran. Who else? It could have been a, a the... demon of some kind, perhaps. We're <laughs> all about this demon shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, it may have been anyway, but... That I mean, child is just a nightmare, so... Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm I'm getting at. I think he was like that before, though. From what the, the others have said. That is certainly possible. What to to what end would someone pretend to be a child? I imagine the children are much less watched than some of the sisters. True. They seem to get away with a lot. I mean, Nina also has true. said that she is going to do horrible things to Grimdar, and no one <laughs> seems to do anything. I have attempted to s- slow her down a bit, but it has not. Uh, really done too much. Oh, it's not going to. She's committed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, she is. And they, they do not seem to pay much attention to strange things that might happen with them. What do you mean? If Bran oh, had been kids. sneaking places and doing things. Right, right, right. He may not have been as noticed or as watched as some of the others might have been. Do you think maybe Bran was working for someone? I'm not sure. But we did find him in a drawer. Right where she is heading. After we just burned a locket and exposed some horrifying text. I'm gonna watch and see what she does. So she walks towards the pulpit and like just drags her hand softly along the top of it. Her eyes affixed to the statue of Ostador at the back of the room with its hands that are cupped, meeting in its center. And she stops and stands and looks up at it. And then holds the stick that you gave her with light out and drops it on the ground here. So you can see that like the base of the statue is kind of just illuminated by the ambient light. And she turns slowly back towards you all. The torch... Light it. Light what? The, the torch. torch. <laughs> oh, I thought it was it was extinguished. Okay, I'm sorry. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> Your pants got okay. on fire the whole time. Whole time. Okay, I thought it had been put out. Uh, okay. I, I like to consider that 
Madeline took a moment to be like the like out of her like <laughs> dreamy mm-hmm. state. Like light it. Like what? The the torch. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I got the program. <laughs> so she extends her one hand out. I don't know if I should give her this torch. Here we go! No opposition? No one looked at me wide-eyed or afraid, so here we go. So she takes the torch from your hands. and look over at Nesgrim, wide-eyed and afraid. Too little, too late. In the area where the palms are cupped and meet. So, like... She places the torch, and you feet like watch as it sinks into like a groove, built into the palms of the hand, and she places it into it, and you watch as the face of the statue is now illuminated by fire. So you can see this gaunt again. It, the statue itself is like a black, old, rusted stone. Like this is not nice looking. It is very similar to the one that was out in the promenade where it's the enormous black cloak. So you can see as the flames illuminate it, you see that same like rusted face as though it's flat, expressionless. But you watch as the flames flicker against it and right at like the bottom lip, you see the face split. And down through the center of the statue, this cracking in the rock and it begins to part in the center and she just looks down at the base of the statue and steps inside she calls me home well I don't suppose we have much of a choice because uh, we will probably be Hanged if she walks into a secret cellar room and we do not follow her. We could always just pick the torch up. And trap her. And trap her inside. Well, she's home now. Brought her home. It's what she wants. Escorted her wants. home. It's really and polite. We've walked her home. Yeah. <laughs> Lock the door behind her. Hey, guys are just very considerate people. <laughs> Nesgrim never goes into a lady's home. <laughs> <laughs> Has never. <laughs> <laughs> and will never. Um, yeah, you watch as her figure begins to descend down a spiral staircase no. inside <laughs> of this statue. I mean, into the dark. She did say she was further down. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't make it any better. I maintain that we just close this opening <laughs> and uh, just I walk away. am going to cast uh, Ik Fulisa. Okay. The guards probably don't know this is here. Don't ever think to look for look for her in a statue. We can just. Uh, did I hear you say that you wanted to go first? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I tap you on the chest and cast light. Lead the way. And I tap my shield and cast light on my shield and look at your disgruntled and walk forward. I'm going to pull out my staff and uh, cast a quick shillelagh. Here we go. I guess we're all arming ourselves. (laughs) So pulling out my two swords. Who knows what... Oh, man. I want to walk down this... All right, here we go. I'm walking down. I'll just pat you on the shoulder as I walk past. You are very bright. Wait, 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 before we go. <laughs> Liquid courage, good idea. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, so 
as you, one by one, single file, step into this statue and descend down this spiral staircase, as you lay your hands on the railing and look at the stone down below you, you can see that at first, for the first, like, 30-ish feet of this, it looks as though this is a more recent metallic construction, as though this is made of, like, wrought iron bars that descend down and angle themselves outward. So it's about 40-ish, 50 feet down, and then it kind of angles almost like a ramp. Mm-hmm. And you can see that above your head, it's dirt at first when you descend. And as you hit that 30 to 40 point into the ramp, you walk again through dirt ceilings, and for about 10 feet after that, you begin to see into this area like a natural stone formation, as though you're entering like a cavernous area, as opposed to simply just digging into a fucking hole in the ground. Gotcha. You can see ahead of her, though, because you... Dark vision, dark vision, dark, dark vision, vision, dark vision. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no dark vision. No. But Nesgrim is illuminated and is casting bright light out in an area anyway. So you guys would be able to see up to the point of Sister Madeline, because she's about 20 feet or so, 25 feet ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You can see that as she's walking through this very narrow, like maybe a little more than five foot wide passageway with about eight foot high ceilings of natural stone like you know, not well-structured. This looks like a natural cavernous formation, so the walls are not, like, flat and smooth rock. This is natural stone. You can see up to her back, and she is walking forward. As she walks forward, maybe another 30 to 40 feet, you guys now would be aware enough of your positionings for where you were previously in the orphanage and your experiences inside that you're down a fair distance of maybe 90 to 100 plus feet, and that you are now deeper into what would be the central part of the orphanage, but far below it. As you continue to walk, the natural stone formations come into this archway, and you see where she stops is stone all around you, except for... A door. A large archway with a door constructed into it. So it looks as though these cavernous walls are like embedded up against the front of whatever this is. This is an ornamental building, but it is in a ruined, ruined, dilapidated state. So you can see the front of it looks well constructed. It looks as though there are ornamental patterns like... um, Think of, like, Celtic knots, things Mm. of that nature. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at an archway where there are pillars attached to the front of it, and then it meets at that arch point, and there are Celtic knots all around it. You can see as well that there are engravings here in a language. Do any of you speak Dwarvish? I don't think so. Sure don't. So you see runic carvings, like, around the perimeter below the areas of the Celtic knots. Do we recognize that it is dwarfish, we just can't read it? Or... Correct. Okay. okay. <clears throat> um, would you say this looks like an old chapel or perhaps a graveyard of some kind? Like a like burial? A, I would say that you would associate the religious decorative areas of it <laughs> to being potentially, yes, an old religious area. <laughs> 
probably a building, you know, obviously. Yeah. It's a fucking well-constructed thing. It's just in a state of disrepair and decay. Um, Sister Madeline? Yes? How long ago was the orphanage constructed? Did you perhaps get a new chapel at some point? N- no, I don't know. Um, I, Sab- Sabrina built the orphanage. Okay. You don't know when? She did not say? No, I've... I've only seen Sabrina... spoken to her... in my visions. She was gone before my... first service began. And she places her hand on the, like, door and begins to push it. And you watch as, like, she struggles against it as though... It's a very heavy door. It's wood... It's a simple door where it's got, um, you know, kind of like the two knobs where it parts in the center. Mm-hmm. It's a simple door, but it's heavy. Like, this yeah. is a thick, dwarven-constructed door. And you can see that she pushes on it and is unable to move it open. You see dust, like, kick around the area of the, the, the dirt right at her feet. And you can see that as she's pushing, below her feet, as the dirt kind of parts... You see what looks like steps, as though they have sunken into the actual rock and dirt formations here. Okay. Um, Should we help her? Uh, sure, I'll help. All right, let's go, Buck. Just put one <laughs> on it and just... Does it work? Cool. And place your miniatures. Oh, oh, damn it. And this is where we turn around. But I don't want to turn around. Uh, yes, I, I, I turn, turn fleeing. Mm-hmm. Do I have mine? Uh, you have to go grab one. Oh, gotcha. <coughs> so you, put me down there. You're in front here. Uh, while you're in there, Billy, can you grab me just a generic lady for Sister Madeline? Okay. Is Nesgrim in front, or is Buck in front? Obviously. Well, I mean, based on yeah, who just pushed Buck. the door mm-hmm. open. Buck and Madeline would Like, be you're definitely in front of me, because yeah. I... I'm I would say it goes Buck, me, and then that you go first. Else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, also. <clears throat> yeah. uh-huh. Makes sense. Do you like that? 18 AC. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> you looked like you wanted to go first. I did. I was you really were excited. talking like you didn't <laughs> want to go eager. first, but I could see it in your eyes. I, yeah, I absolutely wanted to go first, yep. Now, as this door begins to split open, you can see that inside, think of an antechamber. So when you enter into a cathedral, where it is the flat, like, nice polished stone bases. Now these are also cracked, as though they are in a state of ruinous, you know, ancient. I'm trying to convey that as best as I can, simply from the aesthetic perception of it. Mm -hmm. So as you step in, these look like they were nicely polished, well-carved stones, but you can see natural cracks and breakings in between them. So the areas where the stones would have been connected, like that mortar, has been broken and fragmented off. As you step inside, you can see that this antechamber is about 20 feet in length, and steps ascend up about maybe five feet, like small trio of steps, and there are two doors, very similar to the ones matching the front door from which you entered. Okay. Inside what does she of this, do? She steps inside as well. Oh, uh, okay. 
she's just in this antechamber, kind of like staring her around. Now, as you are inside of this antechamber, there is still decorative properties in here. Now, we don't have statues as sufficient for this, but there are railings in that central point. So where the doors are, there are small railings that look as though they are well-twisted and carved out of chiseled stone, and they bear dwarven faces instead of, like, you know, where the, re- yeah, where the handle is, it's the face of a dwarf with, like... Oh. Is it Grimdor? Not, <laughs> I mean... But, you know, with, like, a... Um, uh, the bassinet helmets, the ones where it fully comes down and it splits oh, in yeah. the center. Oh. Yeah. So you can see that there are these old dwarven statue-esque faces well chiseled. But you can see that they, they look as though they're fragmented and chipped. As though mm-hmm. pieces of the face have been broken off by weather and time and just generic erosion. Mm-hmm. And you see the two doors in front of you. Are the doors marked in any kind of way? Marked? No. They look very similar. They're painted differently. But in actuality, they are very similar, where it looks once more like well-polished stone marking the, the natural archway and frame of it, and then a simple wooden door with a handle. Uh, as we're standing here, I'm just going to start ritual casting Detect Magic. Okay. Do you want to stand here for ten minutes? Because Sister Madeline's going to walk in. I will no, tell I'm you No, I'm just going to... just going to pick a door? Start mm-hmm. preparing it, and if we find something prior to that, I'll just stop doing it. Cool. But, yeah. The one by you, Buck. Sister Madeline begins walking towards that door, slowly (laughs) ascending the steps. Sister Mm -hmm. Madeline. Yes. Have you been here before? No. No, I've not. I've seen... And she just kind of, like, points around. And you can look up, and you can see that the ceilings in here look like they're more uh, simple stone as well. They do not look like this is the domed, you know, kind of more um, aesthetically pleasing section of the chapel. Again, the antechamber would look nice, but this is not the area in which the decoration looks as though the primary was the primary focus. Um, I've seen these doors. You've seen these doors? Yes. Have you seen anything beyond these doors? Rubble. Rubble. Yes. Did Sister Desiel ever talk about this place at all to you? Or no, Desiel. The other sisters? <coughs> no, never Desiel. Only Sabrina. In your visions? Yes. Okay. She wants to show me what I can be. You say only Sabrina yes. has spoken to you of this place? Yes. Sister Isabel did not know of this place? No. She never spoke of this to me. I don't suppose that we could linger here a moment? My, my friend Ether here is uh, just trying to get uh, the scenery taken in. Roll for persuasion. Uh, am I able to give Shoot. advantage by, like, helping him in the sense that, like, I'll say something to reinforce that? Sure. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I'll just uh, Advantage? Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Thank yes. you. <laughs> um, yes, I... <laughs> Again. Do need They moment. both rolled out of the tray, but they were both ones. Oh. Okay. She's going. Damn. She's going. <laughs> 
There is no time to wait. This has been centuries coming. About how far away from me is she? Five feet, ten feet. Like, she's close to arm's reach. If you were to try to, like, take a quick step and grab her, if that was what you were going towards. Uh, I'm going to take a step toward her. Is she still looking at me? No, she's turned and is now staring at that door once more and is preparing yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to reach out to grab her arm, and as I do, I'm going to dangle the locket from my other hand. Okay. We'll see if she notices. Yeah. So, I mean, you grab onto her? Mm. Okay. So, I mean, your touch is sufficient to where her attention is pulled back towards you, and she sees the locket. Oh, my. I... I will need that. Yes, I suppose you will. I would willingly bring this with you into the room if you simply give Ether a moment. Oh, of course. Yes, just a few more minutes if you do not mind. Sure. So, she stands here, staring at this. The several moments conclude, you guys continue to take in, obviously, the, the sights around you here. You do not hear anything coming from inside, like on the opposite side of these doors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you conclude your detect magic. In this antechamber, you do not detect anything. Okay. That was a waste of time. <laughs> uh, I don't detect anything, including things that I have on me that I know are magical in some way. I or mean, I just don't detect anything. Nothing new. Nothing new. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure oh, this yeah, wasn't no. some like magic suck chamber. Or no. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Your magical things okay. still nothing evoke new. magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, that's good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we can proceed inside. I've done, okay. I've done what I needed to do. Okay. I'm going to. I'm not going to hand back the locket. I'm going to tuck it back in my hand, but I'm going to motion towards towards the door as though we're ready to go in. Okay. So she ascends the steps, places her hand on the knob of this door, twists it, and pushes. You watch as the door slowly creaks and dust and rubble fall from the frames of the archway of the door, and she takes a singular step inside. You all, I'm assuming, still single file, if you would like to place yourself in that area. I'm gonna wait like, just on the just other side here? of the door. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait here. just on the other side of the door okay. as she walks in. Okay. She would be another step in. You guys would be entering this room, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys would be in an area right behind her, right in front of <coughs> the door. In front of the, oh, so you guys and are you reading? said Nesgrim wants to be just on the outside of the door. Yep. Okay, so on the opposite side, yeah. still in the antechamber, as kind long of as you want looking to. back at where you came in, or looking through the door here while okay. they're open. You know, while it's open and they're walking through, just and okay. I'll keep the door open while I stand there as well. So, are you coming in? Yeah. As you step inside, just drop him. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you guys are all just hugging. Dog pile. Mm-hmm. You know when you like walk, but like the person in front of you stops. Yeah, and you just bump into bump their back. Into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you step inside, so obviously we do not have them. Those things. Are those benches? Those are pews. Yeah, okay. they're okay. like benches. So you can see <laughs> three benches right in front of you, like pews. 
you can see the central aisle, and again on the opposite side, three more benches. And we see that door over there, the other The door. opposite side, yeah. yes. Okay. So you can see that there is a small, between the conclusion of the pew and the wall right at your side to the right, there is a small five-foot walkway on your side, and that area in the center is about the ten feet wide, so it's the two central squares. Okay. As you step inside, you see additional areas as the domed ceiling comes into your full view. You can see parts of it where it looks as though it's cracked, but the natural stone has kind of like recessed and not broken through. On the ground, you can see small areas where rubble has descended, small rocks and other things like that, dust is gathered. This room feels musty as you enter it. So like you take the step inside and you get that whiff of just unopened like dust, Hmm. like a sealed area. The benches themselves look as though they are slightly indented and cracked. You can see that ahead of you, that rock structure is an actual area where rocks have fallen and descended. Those boxes are the areas that mark where stairs ascend into a okay. portion oh, up above. Into this thing. Correct. Okay, got it. That look as though they descend or ascend up mm-hmm. to an, a railed-in area overlooking that. Like a um, balcony, almost. It's a balcony. That's traditional. VIP scene. It's where the choir stands. Actually, (laughs) makes sense. Yeah. Part of me was like Mm -hmm. getting like Phoenix Wright, like courtroom vibes. But I was like, I don't think. I mean, a lot of churches originally served as courtrooms Mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. So you guys can see you're sixty feet out. So you can see right to that first set where the stairways ascend. Mm -hmm. Correct. You see that rubble in the central portion. Along the top, along the dome ceiling, you can see that you know pillars are marking along the walls, forming, curving in where it spindles and ascends to the dome ceiling. The dome ceiling is not like glass or anything like that. It is still dwarven stone construction. It looks very similar to what you saw in the antechamber. Mm-hmm. It looks better decorated in here as though there are ornamental figures marking <clears throat> these pillars, like carved into them. You can see that it's as you're in the area, like, just perceiving the general sense of what is around you, think of how on uh, stained glass windows it is the portrayals of certain scenes. Mm-hmm. You can see that along these stone carvings into the pillars themselves, adorning, look like scenes from battles, look like scenes of people in meetings. But you can also see areas along the wall where there are great indentations like slash marks and blunt force, like, cracks into the stone themselves. You can also see, in these areas, along the walls right where you are, what looks like another language crudely carved into it. Does anyone read Orcish? Very good. Uh, (laughs) what, What is the floor made of? So the floor is the same polished stone as the antechamber, but it again looks okay. cracked. It looks as though it is decrepit in a state, again, of ruin. There's no, like, layer of dirt. Made of, of it. It's made of bones. Layer of dirt? Uh, there's a layer of, like, dust. There's a layer of, like, thin dirt, like gravel and okay. things of that nature from, you know, a traditional, like, again, the areas in which I described the ceiling haven't broken apart. Right, right. And small rocks descended down. So these, um, like, art carvings that are depicting battles, um... Not from a D and D standpoint, from just from like a visual standpoint, 
is this like uh like egyptian type carvings where there's like a big uh like diorama essentially or are they more like cave drawings they're similar to mosaics okay sure so it is like a big scene where you can see dwarven men okay with great war hammers and mauls fighting tall grotesque looking figures that you guys as players would associate with orcs but for okay. those of you that as actual characters that have not seen an orc you just see these grotesque figures with tusk teeth bald heads crude armors and broken like scimitars and swords charging towards these dwarves have any of us seen an orc um yes i have mm -hmm. so you would recognize mm -hmm. correct and this works mm -hmm. does anyone know what this artwork is of has anyone seen anything like this before um, it looks like a fight these are orcs fighting dwarves I imagine I would know the history of why orcs would be fighting dwarves and etc. Like, I would know what... Uh, you would be aware of... Uh, okay, so in terms of the local culture for yeah, where you grew up... Just like the up, general local history, yeah. Yes, you know that it wasn't exclusively dwarves, though, for what you fought back in your home. You know it was the people of the area fought the orcs of right. the area. Right, it's just here, it's dwarves. Correct. Uh, I would have some knowledge about uh, what this might be. Correct. Um, it is possible that this is referring to uh, to Ostador. Um, he did fight orcs with the people of the city, so it is possible that dwarves were involved. So Madeline takes a step towards the pillar closest towards you and lays her hand over it and just kind of like slowly runs her fingers over the etchings, the carvings into the stone. Reclamation. Reclamations? Yes. Saviors of the city. Who? And she just gestures towards the dwarf figures. Death. And destruction. The dwarves or the orcs? Uh, a great raid. A lost city. Reclaimed. Rebuilt. When Osterdor came, right? I, I do not know. I know only what the sisters believe. And Osterdor took back Oshwamp from orcs and the like. Mm -hmm. So this is the reclamation of Oshwamp then. It's what you're associating it with, yes. Yeah. Did we watch that play? Who watched the play? I think you and I watched mm -hmm. it. Right? No, Felix, Felix watched it. Felix and Jerky. Felix mm -hmm. and Jerky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, never mind. Mm -hmm. Also, the play had lies in it. Mm -hmm. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody um, who was there is here anymore, though. So. Mm -hmm. um, I, mm -hmm. This word in this third paragraph, is that referring to the mines? Because I don't actually have it. I have it bolded for some reason, but I don't have it in that section. I might have it somewhere in my notes elsewhere. It does not refer to the mines. Okay. I don't have that definition. Or maybe I do. Because I, I have it bolded. You've never been there. That's why you don't know. Sure. Do I know what it is or no? Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I you just know that's it. an area north of the city. You don't know what exactly it is. Sure. Because, again, that's a word that's not in a language you right. speak, so you don't know what to associate it with. Sure, when but you... I can still associate the story with what she's talking about, perhaps, based on what's written here. Correct. Yeah. Um, I heard a tale at one point. Um, an elf named Edward the Reluctant. He <laughs> traveled north and went somewhere and he told the tale of a, a horrifying creature that lives deep within somewhere in the north and it apparently lures people in with the promise of a lost civilization and he died very shortly after uh, he heard a voice that told him it would find him even if he was in the city and that no walls could keep him safe. Perhaps this is what Madeline is referring to? This monster? This civilization of some kind? Maybe. I, would yeah. I be familiar with this monster of the north at all? Or is this beyond my purview? I mean, in terms of, like, your knowledge from the, um... Hunter's Guild, uh, you would know that... Are you saying the name? Don? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. Do you intend to? Uh, so, it's only because you said that it's not in, like, a language that I know how to correlate. Well, so. you can still repeat the word. You don't know what it means. Sure, okay. Um, uh, Krogaj. So you're aware that the Krogaj... <laughs> Krogmaga... The Kragaj is a section of woods far north in the northwest portions beyond Oshwamp. So you've never been there. Yeah, it's far out. Correct. Like, it is two days worth of travel beyond the city, and people don't go there because of things like that. <laughs> okay, I relate all of that, but I tell him... That's not really my thing. I'm more of a natural beasts kind of killer. Uh, so not unnatural. Don't really, don't really go into that area. Sure. I just glare at you a little bit when you say that. But you know, you do know of it. You have heard the story, perhaps. Uh yeah, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Know where it is. Mm -hmm. I don't should... suppose that there are natural beasts that hide out in cellars like this. Uh, rats? <laughs> Is that why you're here? Let's not talk about the rats. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe really big rats. Madeline begins walking up that hallway with her hand just trailing over these mosaics in the wall. Up this way? Correct. How far is she going? About 15, 20 feet. Second pew. Yep, right in between the, the second and third pew. Um, so I am scarfed like this. That's mm -hmm. a thing. Um, <laughs> how uh, can we tell how trafficked the floor is in this area? Sure. You can tell from in the general area there are what looks like in the dust footprints leading through that central aisle and it looks as though there are small foot traffic into the front pews 
like into the space. Small foot traffic, not small footprints. <laughs> Brand size foot traffic. Yeah. Or, or child sizes. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, <laughs> roll for survival. <laughs> Uh, that is an 11. More sets of footprints that look like the size of adult humans. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not children. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. God. Uh, I'm going to walk in the room now. Now that everyone's kind of filed away from the door a little cool. bit. Do you close the door behind you? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let them in. Yeah, let the shadows <laughs> Or let us out. So you step inside and you watch as Sister Madeline pauses at another mosaic. And you can see that her hand just kind of stops at the bottom of this mosaic. Because again, it's, it's framed into the stone. At the bottom of the mosaic, you can see that there's a gold framing. And she like lays her hands along it. And then stops and pulls her hands, her hand back off of this in horror, and takes a step back and looks down below. Below it, you see, again in Orkish, carved like chiseled in with broken pieces, the words "Oshuai, Wampu." I want to go out a limb and say that that perhaps means Oshwamp. <laughs> oh, sure. Perhaps my translation is not perfect, O-shu-wai. but... Oshuai. That does appear to be I... a pretty good word association. Wampu. I thought so. Uh, are you still looking for magic? I don't suppose you have seen anything else uh, now I assume that we are in here? I've not gotten anything additional... Uh, what's the distance? That's uh, important. Let me see. Isn't it 30 feet? 30 feet, yeah. Where you are, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even, like, even mm-hmm. if we're where, like, she is, essentially. As be... you step up towards her, no. <laughs> okay. I will also tell you that the domed ceiling is 60 feet high. Uh-huh. <laughs> How far is your... Is 30 that... feet. Not 60 <laughs> but there's a balcony. Correct. And okay, there are so stairs. Correct. We could just grab them and throw them. I would prefer if you did we not We could create that. a pyramid. We Perhaps could... if, if you get down on your hands and knees, and I get down on my hands and knees. And He's real tall. You yeah. get on his shoulders. <laughs> Perhaps. And then you stand on us. I'll stand up quickly and fling you in the air. What are we doing? We could also just go up the stairs. Oh, that seems that's probably a better idea. Yeah, it seems <laughs> I, the I, safest. I do not really want to fall to my death while standing on a pyramid of people. Um, One of bones, perhaps, but not live people. You want to go out <laughs> in a pile of bones? <laughs> go out the way that he lived, with his bones. <laughs> yes, uh, if they were bones, I could tie them together and make something sturdy. A raft. Uh, <laughs> a chair. A raft, yes. Um... Is Sister Madeline continuing? She's still continuing walking forward. To walk. She goes another 15 feet forward. Who's following? Your... Yeah, I'm up with her because I uh, Is anyone else following her? Follow? Not directly behind him. Yeah, I'll go behind Buck. Um, I'm going to walk to the uh, central 
what footpath? Yeah, footpuck in front of me. Looking down that, do I see <laughs> anything out of the ordinary on the ground? Like maybe raised stones? Are you uh, still out there? No, no he came in. He is in the central aisle. Or, you know, stones mm-hmm. that have been depressed into the ground. Any any area where the ground's been more disturbed than it already yes. is. Yes. So again, in the areas where there is this light foot traffic, as mm-hmm. though you can see the footsteps imprinted into the dust and dirt that mm-hmm. has fallen in here encasing it. You can see that some of these stones are depressed. You can also see what looks like thin dried trails of blood. Oh. On top of the stone. Yes. But on not top on top of, of the, the dirt. Oh, on top of on the top dirt. of the dirt. Oh boy. Can um, we tell how old the blood is? I mean, it's dried. So it's beyond not fresh. that, yes, okay. it's not fresh. Okay. You would assume minimum few days to weeks. Okay. Um, it's a little fresher than I like, but <laughs> <laughs> I have blood over here. There's blood most, on the ground. Over oh, here. on the ground. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, yeah, people, so I have blood. Yes. 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 Most <laughs> people do. Also, skin. if you had it in like a, a bag or something, that would be concerning. I'll bet Corin didn't have blood. That's we'll a very strange track. thing to That's say. That's a very strange thing to say, Nesgrim. <laughs> you were saying that there's blood on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yes, there's blood on the dirt over here, yes. I, you do have me thinking now about whether or not he has blood, though. I would not bring that up if you attempt to go on a date. No. I don't think that would be a, a great discussion topic. She goes the 15 feet, though. I'm going to slowly proceed down that center Okay. Aisle. I'm gonna follow behind Nesgrim. Uh, I'm gonna cut through and go over and try to like nature check that uh, blood. Okay. Or survival rather. Sure. For like the path. Yeah, just to see if I can determine anything about it. Sure. Which direction that blood nope. was moving. <laughs> that is a natural twenty. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean you can tell that this looks like blood that has dried up here. Uh, it does not look like it would be from a significant wound, uh, okay. because of how thin the trail itself is. This is. This also looks like, though, that the wound itself would have been something that had been present for some time, because of its thinness and its consistency in the trackings. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is not oh something was injured here. This is someone was injured. And then walked they were through and brought this through way. here, yes, and then something happened, and that is why the blood trail goes from this ish area if further. It's that regular, maybe they were dragged. Mm. You Far. can see that it goes towards that boulder formation that is about twenty feet wide, about five feet high. Uh, I don't know if I can determine the, this. Would you say that it may have perhaps come from a small puncture wound of some kind, rather than like? A lengthy. I mean, cut. yeah. In terms of again, like the description of the trail of the blood, the width of it. Yeah, I would say that that's moderately justifiable. Okay. As though a small local injury. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just to clarify, real quick, we have not done anything to restore spell slots, right? Nope. Great. I took a short rest. Great. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I. I am not. I've yeah. got none and have had none <laughs> yeah. since like episode two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a rough campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is rough. You're you're talking. You're preaching to the to yeah. the choir. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. already dead. <laughs> Madeline <laughs> walks not to the steps. She steps inwards and goes her full thirty feet beyond the boulders. Beyond. Yep. Oh 
crap. And she goes, boo! <laughs> yep, I'm just gonna... You just see, because she is a little more than five feet, you see, like, the top of just her head on the other side of the boulders. <laughs> uh, Sister Madeline? <laughs> In the distance. Human shield. Far from you. Tall one. You see the sudden eruption of a fire illuminating what is called the sanctuary. Fuck. Yeah. So you see shadows along this beautifully structured dwarven uh, sanctuary. Like, think of behind the altar. That area where it is the beautiful carvings. It's no longer mosaics. It is complete stone with statues. So you can see that there are small ornamental gateways in front of this sanctuary to funnel people into that central portion. Yes. And then you see a tall altar made of stone, polished, still looks as though there are small cracks and indentations on it. And you can see that on that altar is where the fire is located. So you can see a small flame billowing up, casting shadows. Back here? No, no, on the altar. Yes. Okay. And now, you may place this on that back altar, because you would see that illuminated. That's a statue, right? Correct. Okay, thank God. For now. That Mm -hmm. doesn't... Yeah, I was going to say that. It's not going to come to life. We'll see. So, yes, you see the flames, like, you know, as they flicker, cast this shadow, and you get the brief illumination of this statuesque figure on a horse with two swords above its head. And you can... hmm? Go ahead, sorry. You can see that on the sides of it, again, carved into the stones are more depictions of battles, now not just between orcs, but between orcs, men, elves, and dwarves. And you see that statue, and you see that area of the sanctuary illuminated. The gates are about three feet high, so, like, they're an obstruction, but they're not impassable. As we're walking along, I'm going to look down the pews, Mm -hmm. just make sure there's nothing out of the ordinary in the pews as we're walking. You you see the foot traffic, but you do not see a figure or anything there. You do not see the trail of blood continue to the pews either. Okay. Uh, I don't see, like, feet sticking out or anything like that. Nothing waiting to spring on us. Cool. What I was going to ask is, uh, from the details that we can see of this statue from the flames, does it look orcish, the person on the horse? No. Okay. Not from the distance you are. Okay. You you guys are like... Yeah, we're, we're far. Uh, 16. You guys are about 120 feet. Like, it's, yeah. it's in your mm-hmm. view to where you can discern it's a statue, but you guys can continue to move. Um, yeah. Why are um, we here? <laughs> <laughs> I am next to that gold frame that she ran her hand across. Yes. Does it appear to be the same kind of gold that this locket is made out of? No. This is a yellow gold, like traditional gold. The locket is white gold. It's regular gold. Correct. Okay. Um, Uh, I am going to run over to the stairs over here. Cool. Mm. Um, Are you dashing? No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Casual, Casual running. Friends, would someone like to come with me up? The stairs, I would like to get a closer look at the ceiling, but I do not wish to go alone. Okay. 
I'll stick with Madeline. <clears throat> All right. I'm gonna also stick with Madeline. Oh. So can, can you move us? Me and this locket are gonna go up those stairs. Actually, the balcony on your side. These no, I'm gonna go with them. Okay. So while you guys all do that, you watch as Sister Madeline walks to the opening of the sanctuary and is standing right in front of this flame. So you can see that it looks like it's a... Now that you guys are closer, you can see that it's like a brazier. But it's a very large one with an enormous billowing flame cast out of it. Oh, she's going in. <laughs> she's going right in. Like fire. I am right up on her Yeah, I want to run up and grab her. Okay. Um, Sister Madeline. Last time. Sister Madeline. What? What are you doing? What do you mean? Why are we here? Why? You led us here. Why? It is time. Time for what? No, it's not. To awaken. Awaken what? You two. Right here, adjacent no. to Madeline. No. I'm so glad it's you two again. Lawrence <laughs> just tapped me and said, What have we done? <laughs> you feel bits of dust, dirt, and stone cascade onto your head, shoulders, and clothing. Knees and toes. Shoulder above my head. You put your shield up. Oh yeah, above I, my head. You knew that the whole ceiling's coming down. That's not gonna be and enough. I'm gonna <laughs> just slowly back away. I'm gonna. What are you doing? I'm gonna stand under his shield. So you kind of cower under and his shield. Look up. You look up. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. Oh, Me? Oh. Everyone? Everyone? Yes. Okay. Oh, that didn't. I mean, that didn't answer the question. Right, right behind oh, them. Can you pass me a oh, second no. voice? <laughs> As you cower under Nesgrim's shield, Sister Madeline looks up. Oh, God. You look up and follow her gaze. I would assume (coughs) if the four of you, well, sorry, three of you, would like to roll perceptions to be able to, because you guys are like 35 to 40 feet away. This is not a ridiculous amount of rocks that are falling. I will give you all the perception roll to see if you recognize what is happening. If you don't recognize what is happening, you will be surprised. Okay. Because you guys said you're going towards that. Like, it's not like it's out of your eyesight. Yeah. So how much of the ceiling is falling down? It's not the ceiling. How much of whatever is falling down? Like, in what area? Just around them, and it's small pieces of dirt and rubble. 22 on perception. Okay. 17 on initiative. Cool. 14 on perception. Cool. Uh, one on initiative. <laughs> Why? I know. Uh, four, four on my initiative. Four? I don't think that matters. Four. No. What's your bonus? Zero. <sighs> 14 for my initiative. Don's a five with his bonus. Okay. <coughs> yeah, five. Okay. I am 16 for perception. And 11 for initiative. You said 11 for initiative? The three of you all succeed on the perception checks. Bless. You watch as falling from the ceiling, this woman in a billowing red dress 
with like you think of the shawls where she's able to pull it where it matches and swoops out from underneath her descending <laughs> I wasn't expecting a woman I mean I should have the sisters of sorrow <laughs> but like I wasn't expecting a woman to be falling from the ceiling mm-hmm. yeah we were all expecting the statue to come to life I was mm-hmm. expecting like a giant that was the bait. <laughs> um at this distance uh would I like would I be able to tell uh, one of two things like is she either one of the sisters that I recognize from the orphanage or does she match any description that I've ever had of Sabrina she does not match a description of Sabrina she is not a sister that you guys notice or sorry knew as she descends towards you not only does she have the beautiful billowing red dress you can see that her skin is pale white almost translucent and she has curled like amberish hair before combat proper starts, can I take quick action? And? Grab Sister Madeline. To? Hold keep her. Keep her from going into the fire. Yes, I will or say that that, I will say that, that was what you were doing as you were talking to her before the initiative roll. Cool. Now, as well, as we're beginning initiative, after initiative roll, for all of you, you have inspiration for what you have done with following Madeline down here. And now I roll my initiative. And Donna, uh, <laughs> combat uh, horrifying? That's already on. I put it on. Combat uh, deadly. Oh, there it is. Yeah, combat horrifying. I just I slapped that one on, just to be sure. Where did I put the mark? Uh, my scarf is still up there, but it's down here because I'm in a basement. Correct. <laughs> I guess I'm in a basement in both scenarios. Yeah, you are. I'm in a basement in real life in this scenario. <laughs> my life is a basement. Nobody knows this is a basement. It's, I mean... So you watch as this figure descends and lands right behind the two of you. Of course she does. Of uh-huh. course she lands yep. behind the two Lawrence, of us. Lawrence, you are first. I'm first? Yes, you had a 17, you said, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, this person that's descended from the ceiling, uh, as far as I can tell, Seems like she's intending to harm. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there I'm not gonna open, assault somebody if it's there not. There is an open clear. air of hostility. <laughs> sure. Um, Feel the fi- fight or flight mm-hmm. it's happening. <sighs> uh, uh, I guess. <laughs> um, Don't die. Please don't die. I really like this character. I don't want to. Uh, I'm gonna... Like, can I pocket this locket? Yes. Rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Pocket the locket. And unsheathe my sword, like, as part of... Hmm? Okay. Fine with me. Um, So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna unsheathe the sword. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm going to uh, target her with uh, uh, Kubizufolo. Okay. So, um, uh, you guys are all in the area, well, the two of you are in the areas of Yalumlo. Uh, so, in terms of, like, the visual descriptions, you're right here next to him. You watch as this kind of white glaze overcomes his eyes with, like, a, like a, a strange, curious flash of pale blue light. And it, like, briefly lingers out from his eyes, and you can watch a small illumination on her back as he uses something. 
Can we do okay. an arcana check to see if we know what's going on there? Maybe after. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Assuming we Maybe if we Once live. we see the effect. <laughs> I can't believe you have a secret language. Mm-hmm. Just, just to, just to keep keep from a character us. secret. Yep. Like I don't even know. I don't even know what what he's playing. Yep. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. Um, and I will. Uh, uh, actually, just gonna move laterally that five feet, and then I will. Um, uh, I will uh, extend the hand that doesn't have the sword in it toward her and cast uh, Ikulula. Okay. Yeah, make um, your attack roll. Yep. That's going to be a... Um, 23 to hit. 23 hits. Uh, and that's going to be... Uh, and every turn like it's your last. Great. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, for me, it might actually be my last. <laughs> Unless you try flirting. <laughs> no, that's a guaranteed last. <laughs> you could. I could just leave. <laughs> I have face steps, so I could just... That's correct. Poor Nesker. I won't. That's her, that's her short rest. Just like a woman in my life, leave when everything oh. gets tough. <laughs> they disappear. Right. Uh, that's uh, eight damage. Eight. Okay. Uh, and you know the damage types, yeah. Correct. Uh, yep. So you guys watch as Yalumlo extends his other hand, his non-dominant that does not have his longsword in it, and you can see that these small particles form around his palm as though crystallize energy of an indeterminate source from what you guys are aware of extends out and directs towards her, striking her in the back in the area where he had previously done something else to her. Okay. Yeah, so it just kind of like pulses in this bulb. You guys are behind like a concentric circle of as though striking hits her in the back and pulses out from behind her. All right. And are you good, Lawrence? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay where I'm at. All right. Time for me. No! <laughs> oh, no. John, no. I'm so sorry. Um, she rolled higher than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were packing up to leave. <laughs> Now it's her turn. I'll just well, go. Here we go. I'll just get ready. All right, guys. Bye. I was uh, actually just pulling out my character sheet. All right. I figured I'm gonna need it. <laughs> yep. Make a new one. All right. So, here's the thing for you. Um, you guys are both right here within five feet of her. Mm-hmm. I will even odd to determine which of you that I attack. That's DJ, go figure. DJ, you'll be evens. Sarah, you'll be odd, because you're peculiar. It is a six. So I will be attacking DJ, to be fair. Um, So as she lands, you guys are aware. I would say that theoretically you're not 
facing away from her. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, you did say you are grabbing Madeline. I did. <laughs> right in the chest. So oh. are they flat-footed? Oh, baby. Oh. Uh, well... I would be probably in the process of turning around. Yes. Right is, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, 25. Oh, <laughs> does no. that hit? I'm assuming it hits. I'm being a I'm dick. I'm at, kidding. I'm yeah, it's, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's 30. Yeah, my AC is 30. <laughs> Oddly enough. At level two, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, instead of the damage, oh, no. she grabs you and turns you towards her. You're Great. staring like inches from her face. Close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reaction. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Do you close your eyes? I don't, what? She uh. might petrify and gaze me or have some weird eye thing. Do you want to close your eyes? Her eyes might be ugly. Do you want to close your eyes? Her eyes are definitely ugly. Yes. You won't even look me in the eye. Okay. So she turns you. You, as you're turning towards her, you begin to catch the side of, like, her face. You see the pale white skin, beautiful pale, but still red lips illuminated, and amber eyes of this woman as you're catching the side. Okay. And you close your eyes, and all you feel right below, like, the cuff as you, like the coif underneath here, you feel this horrible sinking sensation as she bites into your neck. Rip me. I told you it was a puncture wound. <laughs> I did my best. Rip me. Oh, Lord. Maybe you'll just turn into a vampire. All right, DJ. It's been really fun playing with you <laughs> yeah. these past few weeks. Next room uh, was a good time. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, you take five piercing damage. Oof. And ten necrotic damage. Oh. Okay. And shit gets weird. Do you even have fifteen health? <laughs> yes. Maybe? Yeah. So that was you said five piercing. Five piercing. Nine necrotic. Right? Okay. Ten necrotic. Okay. Ten necrotic. Great. So fifteen damage. Awesome. I am still up. Woo! Your hit point total as you feel life drain from you. I am dead. Your hit point maximum is reduced by that 10 necrotic damage. Oh, my lord! So if you get healed, you do not regain beyond 12. We're going to need to hit up uh, Corinth. Yeah. CVS? (laughs) (laughs) Walgreens? Right, Aiden? So you feel the chill of her skin make contact with yours. You watch as she grabs him and her claws like sink through the chainmail and she turns him holds him in her her grasp and lurches forward and bites right into the side of his neck does her jaw like unhinge or not unhinge but it definitely grows wide mm-hmm. and you can see the fangs protrude I was gonna say it's just like completely normal human teeth <laughs> <laughs> I mean she has a holding sister Madeline Mm-hmm. So she's latched onto me with Sister Madeline between me and her right now. <laughs> I mean, so she would have been in front of you. You would have turned like this, and she'd be biting here. Can we tell if she's at all hostile to Sister Madeline? 
just by the the demeanor of this attack? Was it to try and get him out of the way, I will or say, was it to attack him? He rolled uh, for two I, of us. I would say that you would probably assume that since Madeline wants to be here, they probably want Madeline here too. Hmm. Well, I say we give her to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so sister's eyes are closed. <laughs> the sister's eyes will open when Sabrina calls her home. And she said it is time to awaken. I am holding her ass far away from that fire with my bleeding acidic neck. Very good. <clears throat> uh, that is my turn. Sarah, it is your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> you are traumatized. <laughs> I am full of some... Anger. Ter- terrified. Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline. That's, I that's the word. I hope so. That's I the really word. hope so. <sighs> we got... I am going to learn from my mistakes. And this time, I am going to use my action to... Run away. (laughs) Wild shape. Into a bear. Into a bear! Uh, Also, DJ, for me, make a con save. Oh, God. Because the bear's too big. I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting here quietly. Uh, Con save. Oh, that's a 19. Okay, that's good. You're not bleeding to death. Also, do you not have necrotic resistance? I do. Good. So you take so five, five necrotic. Oh, that's oh. right. It was him. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Good thing it was that. him. His maximum <laughs> would be reduced <laughs> by five, five instead of So your ten. maximum hit points okay. are only reduced by five. It's a lot better. Uh huh. All right. You did definitely say necrotic too. That was all me. It's okay. So you took five piercing, five necrotic, and you keep your necrotic resistance for now. (laughs) 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 So, Mm -hmm. I have turned into a... Bear. Technically a brown bear. Very good. I realize I've grabbed a polar bear. That's fine. It's a white brown bear. (laughs) 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 I mean, yeah, you are... Not even slightly confusing. (laughs) I follow entirely. I have to clarify, because a polar bear is a separate... Yeah, 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 yeah. Separate stat block. You're not buying a brown bear. I cannot turn into a polar bear. A brown I can bear turn into a that brown is bear. the color white. Yes, mm-hmm. the fur is white. It is an albino, albino brown bear. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, albino bear. Al- uh, yeah, that's albino. where I was trying to. Albrown. <laughs> oh my god! I should have just taken the. Yeah, that's not great. Oh my god! Hey, you said the thing. <laughs> you have not twelve good. health. Nah, it's it's twenty four, but it could have been uh, thirty four if mm-hmm. I if I just taken this average. The average. Okay. Mm. So you use your bonus action, you become a bear. It's not it's an action. Still for you, even I though you're moon droid? It should be bonus. Oh, you're welcome. Wait, hold on. No, not... It is it your last see, turn. It every turn. Please. <laughs> I was you going to tell her. I, okay. In in my defense, it doesn't give me the moon druid information. Oh, really? On the page, you have yeah. to go to right. the actual features and trade shit. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's why I, my turn takes forever, is because I'm like jumping back and forth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between the yep. actual shit okay. and what we call it. <laughs> that too. Yep. <laughs> fun. <laughs> fun. Yes, that's yeah, what I we meant. We call it fun. <laughs> Alright, so. That is my bonus action then. Mm-hmm. So then I am going to use my action, if I can find the page, there it is, to. Multi-attack as Multi-attack a bear? Multi-attack as a bear. Very good. Make your two claws. All right, so... Well, it's it's a bite and then a claw. Oh, a bite and a claw? Mm-hmm. Cool. Right in her face. 
right. And you are yeah, not at the level. Give yourself wrong medicine, Sarah. When you so you rolled the health. So what did you roll? I rolled twelve, and then it's plus twelve. Gotcha. Is forty ten plus twelve. Gotcha. And you are not at a level yet where your damage from your attacks counts as magical, correct? Yeah, I don't think that's to like level six, six right? Right. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so. Okay, go ahead. Bite and claw me, Sarah. <laughs> Sounds like we need some magical attacks. Right. <laughs> Quick question. Uh-huh. Uh, around her face, is there a veil or anything? Like maybe uh, anything that... No, she does not have a veil. What do we think about putting her in the fire? I'm a biter. <laughs> <laughs> bite her back! <laughs> uh, just like how she... Bit I'm, I want to bite. Fuck yes. This. Bite the shit mm-hmm. out of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's on a corner. Is that? That's that on a corner. That's not. Yeah. See. I don't. Well, you pushed it down. Well, if it's not straight, we always reroll it, good or bad. Well, it, it was bad. One of them was I mean, good, it, but it was the one. But that's better. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen hits. Hit. Roll your damage. Whew. Diamond. How about glasses? Okay. She wearing glasses. <laughs> no. She does not have the the weird square glasses That's rough, buddy. with the nose. <laughs> so uh, how much damage? <laughs> well, um, five. Yeah. Five. So half. So two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm a smacker. With your claw. <laughs> Very good. Bear so you're real. You're real pissed. I'm. I'm mad. Can this move her? Are you powerful enough to move someone smaller than you? No. That's not part of the description. You would have to grapple, and then you would attempt to shove Mm -hmm. as a separate action, though. So you would have to spend one turn grappling, and then one action shoving. I'm not gonna... Yeah, the... Mm -hmm. um, Claw the shit out of her. Yeah. Real good. Not Not Eleven. (laughs) Eleven does not hit. Dang. So you bite and you catch because she's turned kind of away from you and your claw, or your teeth kind of like catch into the side of her ribs at the back because mm-hmm. there are openings for this dress. This dress comes towards between the breasts so like there's openings at the side. So you watch as your your teeth sink lightly into her and as you claw she slides out of your grasp releasing the bite from her. You see the two puncture wounds on her side and thin trickles of red blood do so she's, slide she's up. she's bleeding. Correct. What does it taste like? Uh, very acrid. Oh. So, she's think smoker. of sulfur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not pleasant. Rotten eggs. Not at all. Pleasant. Like dirt. No. It smells like death and rot. Okay, that's better mm. than... Mm. <laughs> it's better it? than dirt at this point, guys. <laughs> yes. Good? Yes, it is. Uh, anything else for you, Sarah? Um, can I move myself between her and Nesgrim? Is that an option? There's space. There's uh, no, space. there's no space. There's no space. All right, then. No, You're good. I'm good. I'm going to stay where I am. Cool, Billy. Okay, I'm going to cast a Hunter's Mark on her. Cool. And then I'm just going to start going at her. Okay. I don't know if I have enough movement to get over there. Uh, what's your movement? Thirty. I think it might be 20 because of my armor. Uh, no, it's 30. 30. 
Yep, you can get there. Nice. Yeah, right. I think I was the only I'm one. I'm gonna get at her, and I'm gonna just away. hit her yep. with my two swords. I still cool. have enough time to do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can pull out your second, because you had said you had pulled out one before. No, um, I pulled out both before. My figurine has one sword out. Oh. I was telling somebody where my figurine was by gotcha. saying I have one sword. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's a miss. A ten. Ooh. Can we keep that? Uh, so you attacked with your first sword? <laughs> and it missed, yeah. Okay. So your bonus action is consumed by casting Hunter's Mark. You can't attack oh, okay. with both of oh, them. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> if I, if uh, I hit, yeah. could I do it? I don't understand. So or, bonus act. Your offhand it's... is your bonus action. Oh, okay. So I can't do two weapon fighting. You you cannot on the turn that you cast Hunter's Mark. Gotcha. Okay, yes. so I'm just okay, missed. Not, not All yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Later you can. So next is... You don't have extra attack. Okay. No. Uh, So I am going to point at her as my eyes, like, glaze over with a dark blackness and point at her and scream, She is cursed! (laughs) And cast Path to the Grave, where she is literally cursed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, So the next time you or an ally of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all if that attacks damage, and then the curse ends. So double damage for the next person that hits her with an attack. Ooh, it's like a lot. Nice. Okay. Which is (laughs) going to be me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. Make it count. You're assuming that you're going to hit, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'm going to bonus action healing word on uh, Nesgrim. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Roll your... Burnout and your healing. Yep. Please don't burn out on uh, healing. Also, uh, for Hunter's Mark, Billy, you have to roll uh, burnout die. Yes. Well, I don't even know what my burnout die is. Uh, it's a d12. Eight. I'm okay. good. Cool. Uh, you heal for six. Hell yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That gets me right Eleven. up to my new maximum. So you're fine. So okay. yes, you regain five hit points because your hit points are reduced by the five necrotic, DJ. You took five piercing. Right. So you regain the full five piercing. Yeah. Cool. I don't yeah. have to roll hit that for... Wild shape, correct. Burnout? No, you do not. Okay, that's mm-hmm. my turn. Awesome. And DJ. Cool. Uh, so this room is dark. It's like a dark sanctuary, right? Aside uh, yeah, from the fire. Yeah, I mean, in the area you guys are now, it's bright, but right. the majority of the other locations are dimly lit, yes. So would you say she's still within touch range for me? I can grab her. Correct. Right. You're actually grappled. <laughs> yeah. So if <laughs> you're still getting eaten alive, if I were to cast light on a piece of her clothing, would that give advantage on attack rolls similar to fairy fire? No, in... it would okay. not. Okay. All right. Uh, in that case, I'm going to push Sister Madeline at her. Use Sister Madeline like a weapon. <laughs> you know. Um, Yo. What are you? How doing? does this guy have any paladin power? <laughs> And uh, while she's distracted from, you know, the person falling into her, Mm -hmm. I'm going to step forward and swing at her with my sword and chop down at her. All right. I swear, if you cut Madeline in half. Don't roll a one. uh, You better not roll a one. Yeah, I mean, Madeline, I guess, would not really resist you because she's very affixed to this fire and not paying attention to what's going on. So you push Madeline into her. Uh, You're still grappled, so you're not able to move. Uh, right. But yeah, you may make your attack roll at this lady. Did we try talking to her? She sure did. Bit his throat out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she immediately descended no from a ceiling that is in a dark, spooky, creepy chapel. Did you get there. It's seven. He thought he was. I thought <laughs> it was, was a one. Madeline, I'm sorry. Um. So that's gonna be a. Oh wow, that's actually thirteen to hit. 
13 hits. Oh, hell yeah. Good. Silk oh. dress. She has a weakness. So it's 1d8 really easy to double, hit. right? Yeah. So double the roll then, not double the... Yeah, it's not double okay. dice. It's yes, just it's double the roll. Vulnerability right. is whatever the value you get. Good. Okay, so that's 8, so 16 total. Okay, so very good. Nice. Nice. So I actually have. So it doesn't override resistance. Can you read it again? It, I'm pretty sure does it, it does. double then. Have? It does. If they have, uh, let me double check. Because um, yeah, if it says that they gain vulnerability, it would override resistance in my eyes. Ooh. At least for this one attack, obviously. Uh, yeah, let me uh, pull up vulnerability real quick. Because I had just looked at it and. Uh, if a creature or object has resistance to damage type, damage of that type is halved against this. If a creature or object has vulnerability, damage of that type is doubled. So I would assume it cancels out the, uh, let's see. The resistance? Resistance and then vulnerability are applied after all other modifiers to damage. For example, a creature has resistance to bludgeoning and is hit by attack that deals 25 bludgeoning. The creature... So, hold on, hold on. Just for channel divinity, can you read what it says? Yeah. Uh, the next time you or an ally hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of that attack's damage, and then the curse ends. Huh. To all of that attack's sure. damage? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll permit it to do the 16. Cool. It's questionable language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's it doesn't specifically say that like it overrides it, so I mean, right. it's a one-time effect. I would say that it overrides it for that singular instance. Okay. For now, cool. and then in the future, Correct. if we find out it's different. Yeah. I mean, gotcha. what would the math be on if the target had a, resistance but then gained vulnerability. It would just be a flat roll. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would double it and then half, half it. it. So it would gotcha. just be the same value. Okay. Uh, what if you got to round down twice? Oh. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, DJ? If you kind of just pull Madeline against her, kind of brushing her up against her. She's not like knocking her over. You're just keeping her right here, kind of whacking her into her and attacking with your sword. The goal was the distraction, as a person was falling toward them, like, oh god, a person! And I hit them. Very um, good. No, that's that's gonna be it. I don't have any bonus actions I can use. So, uh, Very good. Can the rest of us roll to see if we notice him do that? Uh, I mean, you, you're you're all okay. looking at all this right. point. All you right. all <laughs> see that he definitively we're gonna have a talk about moves that her into her. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so your long sword slashes into the area of her chest, and you can see that you kind of catch like along the shoulder down into the like side of the tricep bicep area along her one arm. Okay, um, you see that the slash does go through her skin. You see blood slowly begin to slide out from her body. At the beginning of the round, you watch as part of that wound begins to seal and like re-firm itself. Pick at it. Pick at it. Right in front of you. I'm It'll gonna heal. scream loudly and and bring that to everyone's she attention. She just, with blood dripping from her fangs, smiles at you specifically. Great. Uh, top of the turn order, Lawrence. All right. Um. <clears throat> I'm gonna move up to there. Um, Trying to get it so nobody's in the way. And I'm going to. I'm going to cast uh, Ikalakisa on her. Okay. As a bonus action. Okay. Um, I roll burnout die. Yep. It's an eight. 
So that's fine, right? Yep. Um, and then... Um... So that was a bonus action. Um... And I can also, uh, do Ikirula. Yes. Good. Okay, we're gonna do that then. Okay, roll your um, attack. Natural 20. Cool. Oh. I yeah. don't know what it is, but I'm happy oh. to hear it. Uh, okay, so roll the percentage, not, or roll a d20. Hmm. Roll, roll a d20. the uh, d20 for the critical table. 11. Decapitation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you said 10? 11. It's an 11. 11. Okay. Uh, 3d10. 3d10. So you're capping one, rolling two. Cap one. Yep, so you get the 10, two. and then you're rolling 2d10. Is that in addition to other damage? Or That's that is what this, this table is. Damage. Gotcha. Yes. So, 10 plus, plus two roll. more plus some other things. Correct. Sure. Damn. Nice. Um, so, that's it. 15. Um, Can you change it well? Hmm? Can you change it well? 21. And I think it's 24. 24? Just double check. Okay. Couple of things. Yes, it should be 24. Fantastic. So you. Again, who are in the area, uh, Don? You're behind him. Yep. You watch as once more he extends his hand that does not bear his longsword, and this massive central area of like crystalline blue energy looks as though it forms like a flat mirror-like glass form of energy and pulses out from his hand and strikes her greatly in the back, and she just lets out like a quick guttural kind of shriek, where it's like. <laughs> I laugh at her. <laughs> Are you really in the position to do that? Um, now I am. If he and, taunts uh, her, he'll be, she'll be more likely to attack on him. On Ikalakisa, I get to choose a, a skill. Dead. Correct. Yeah, so, no, wisdom. Not. Wisdom? I'm a bear. <laughs> Bless you. I yeah, remember screwing that up last time. <laughs> Bless you, Alan. What did you just I do? Bless you. I just... <laughs> uh, he reduced her wisdom, I think. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, that's very good because a lot of my stuff is wisdom saves. <laughs> I'm a bear. Uh, I haven't had spell slots in a long time. Cool. Did you say how she was looking? How she looking? So she is bloodied from that attack. Nice. Mm. Cool. So from that attack. Yeah. Now phase two. Some things happen. <laughs> yeah. Figured. So you. This isn't even my final. Strike form. her in the back. Mm. Okay, this force damage almost disperses, like, portions of the dress at her back, like, breaking fragments of the fabric and ripping it asunder as it falls and flies by you two, who are right here in her face. The pieces of red silk, like, flow in front of you. Can I grab one? (laughs) (laughs) You'll wink at her. Sure. Cool. Save it for later. You never know, man. So... He's going to sniff it before he goes to bed tonight. (laughs) As you watch this pained reaction in her face as she makes that guttural noise at first, 
You watch as her mouth just extends in a wider smile. Her fangs protrude. And you, since she is still grabbing you, feel her claws dig deeper into your chest. I stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, this kind of like pale illumination around her face kind of just takes you by surprise. It's only around her face, and it's just a thin, pale illumination. And as a reaction, now that I'm bloody, I bite you. Rip me. No, bite you. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, 19. Yep. I thought you meant damage. Yeah. Sure does it. (laughs) I mean, it could be. It's a lot of dice. I don't like how many. It's more than one die. So it's five piercing and nine necrotic. So nine nine damage total. Which is the nine halved already. The nine is, no. So you're taking four necrotic, five piercing. Okay, so nine total. Okay. How you looking? All right. (laughs) He says in exactly that voice. I'm more concerned about his... uh, I'm more concerned about his max HP reaching zero, because then he's just dead. Yeah. He's only down nine right now. So her and he took like Does that you know, decrease my max HP as well? Yes. Presumably. Yeah. So your max hit points now should be reduced by nine, because that should be the total necrotic value you've taken so far. So this white pale light around her, as she sinks her fangs into you, begins to grow, enveloping uh the two of you and Sister Madeline. You feel this almost like withering, life-draining essence mm-hmm. in her presence. What is she? <laughs> what is this? Bad. Uh, it's you, bad. She you, like that other guy? You don't have any damage from that right now. Uh, oh, that is... That's a... Oh. That is my reaction. That's your reaction. Yes. His reaction to my attack. Correct. Because the bloodied is a trigger, the attack is the reaction, Mm. the aura is a trigger upon bloodied state. And now it's your turn. Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, Um, boy. And she's tired of Nesgrim and wants to attack me now, right? It's going to be me. He's so delicious in my face. Call me Justin Timberlake because it's going to be me. Um, I appreciate it. (laughs) Hopefully my next character is too. Play a bard next time. I guess you could say that Nesgrim is a snack. (laughs) Uh, So first I can claw you to see. Sure, man. (laughs) A 16? That does not hit. Yeah! You do not have your shield in your hand. Oh. Fuck, that hits! <laughs> Where's your shield? Madeline Longsword. Yeah. What did you do with your shield? Did you drop it to pull Madeline? must have. You never had it. Never well, he, he had it. Oh, you had it above to, your head. So, yeah. I mean, even still, though, you wouldn't be gaining the value of it because you. Two turn. Could he not have, He's like, like scooped Madeline with the, the shield? <laughs> so it's Rather than, like. And could he, he have just scooped her? her? He did, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> 
I, I, I really appreciate like this a shovel, lobbying, guys. Like a like, shovel? It's a shovel. <laughs> shovel. Shovel shield. It's hard to dig. Shield shovel. He did use it as a shovel before. Don't kill another friend in this hole. Flat roll a d20. 10 to 20, you will get your shield's bonus. I will say that you were able to, with the straps no! on it, keep your shield. What'd you do? I'm not saying that you <laughs> dropped your shield. I'm saying that it would be not in a position yeah, for you to gain the armor class value of it because your hand is occupied. So that hits then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Rip. Sorry, guys. I appreciate the effort. I do. Do you have any buff spells that you make him cast? Oh, I have no spell slots. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I've had no spell slots them. since the last combat. What are uh, spell slots? Aid slashing. <laughs> what was the last combat? The last what? The last combat. How much necrotic? I wasn't involved in. Uh, that's or the just, claw. Just aid slashing. Oh no! I am still up in the game. Uh, okay, the 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 <laughs> decay damage is only with the mouth. So she's got uh, a dirty mouth. The bite. So valuable question before you bite this man. <laughs> With his max HP reduced by nine, how far into the negative does he have to go to auto die? Uh, Zero, I think. We'll see what happens when Def- I bite him. Mm. A surprise. Butterflies. Uh, 23? Mm. Hits. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm dead. Oh, not dead, but I'm unconscious. I have one health. So, I mean, I'm unconscious. Do you genuinely have one health? I genuinely have one health. <laughs> uh, so you guys watch as she bites deeper into Nesgrim's throat, tearing into it. Uh, you go to zero from the necrotic damage. Oh, man. She went to the, the windpipe with that one. So you watch as whatever life is in Nesgrim's eyes fades disappearing from your sight. And you fall dead to the ground. No point in death saves? Just dead, dead? Necrotic damage from this. Wait. And you watch as Nesgrim just falls to the ground. Now, fuck. He took piercing damage (laughs) at one. Uh, And he has necrotic resistance. I do have necrotic resistance, but I was at he one. Should HP. be able to death save for necrotic. This is just a question. <laughs> so You're... I will say that the piercing reduces me below. Reduces one. you to zero, and then the, the additional. Yeah, the necrotic damage. <clears throat> just icing. I will be generous and say that it, the necrotic damage will instead of because it is not what is reducing you to zero hit points will give you dying two as a condition oh. as okay. opposed of outright okay. dead okay that's a way to and keep the tension up is yeah. his max health reduced again from the necrotic uh yes so it was seven Nine. it's seven necrotic so you take three of it so your max health is reduced by 12 so it's now six okay <laughs> And Ooh. you watch. Wait, Nesgrim. my max health is reduced by. You say 12? 12. Total. Uh, my max health is now negative. No, no, no. no, no, no you're to- 12 total. 12 total. total. What is your max? Right. Out of everything. Right. Yes. An additional three beyond the nine you were already at. Yeah, so my max health was nine. It's cool. Okay, so now I'm at 12. Okay. What right. is your what is your you're regular maximum hit right. points? Twenty two. So minus your maximum hit points is ten. It's twenty two minus the twelve, okay. so it's ten. Twelve yeah. total. Right. He did the math yeah. for Understood. you. Understood. It's not twelve okay. new points down. <laughs> so that's, that's what I was. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Still there. <laughs> yes. Barely. That is my turn. 
as you fall to the ground in front of your friends, bleeding and dying. Sarah, it is your turn. Fuck her up! <laughs> Please? <laughs> Please! <laughs> I'm going. I also bloodied you. Me? Yeah. Okay. That, uh, I think that was gives me something. <laughs> oh, no. oh, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to. Can I move myself so that I'm standing over Nesgrim. He is on the ground, or, yes. Like, I, between... It like, would be something I, where you would provide, like, cover? Yeah, I would like to provide cover and for She's Nesgrim. a bear. Yes. I'm a bear. Mm-hmm. I'm huge. Yeah. <laughs> Your size is huge? Uh, no, it's, it's large. It's large, but... It, yes. Because he's medium, yeah. you would he would be able to occupy your space. You're moving over him, so this way he's occupying mm-hmm. your space. You're not occupying Hey, it. thank you. Yes. Um, a little too late, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried to do it before, but... <laughs> uh, and I'm going to... I'm going to attack. I'm going to yep. bite her and... Claw the shit yeah. out of her. Nice! That's a nice one. Uh, it's going to be a... 24 to hit. 24 hits. Oh, thank God. <laughs> It'd be wild if Ricey went up by that much. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting when you, you said kidding? 13 hits for you to five, be like, Madeline. Five points again. <laughs> so, uh, still got your claws two. <laughs> so you deal two, because it's half. A love bite. And then yep. claw attack. A nibble. Mm-hmm. Tis but a scratch. Noise. 23 to hit. 23 yeah. hits. Different... Oh, wait, did I roll? Was that? Yeah, different D8. Rolling a different D8, because that one keeps rolling ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice! <laughs> I like... I like this one. Oh, that's... Just kidding, it's 2D6. Ah! <laughs> I'm so sad. Nice! Even better. That's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14... 14 total. slashing damage. Okay, yep. so seven. Yeah, so you bite into her. Like, you interpose yourself standing over mm-hmm. DJ's Nesgrim's yeah. body as he's just clutching at this <laughs> oozing blood draining out of his neck. Oh my I'm god, you're gonna mad. be a red bear now. <laughs> I'm mad. Oh, you're mad. I'm mad. I know you're mad. That's good. And you bite into her thigh and then sink both claws into her chest, almost elevating her, but keeping them dug mm. into her body. Would you say that sets her up nicely to get stabbed in the back? I mean, potentially. Okay. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Sarah? I think that's all I can do. Very good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. All right, Billy. All right, hold her still. I'm going to stab her in the back with both of them. Okay, move Billy's character up. Or is oh, Billy I'm right already, there. Billy's yeah. already there. Yeah. Okay. I'm already right behind her. She don't even know. Uh, we all have inspiration, don't we? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What does that mean? You have advantage uh, inspiration is, yes, you can use it to re-roll any roll okay. uh, for advantage. Um, I have 14 on this. 14 does not hit now. 
Can I reroll it after I know it doesn't hit? I don't think so. Okay. I think, in fact, I don't think that you can re-roll it after you've rolled it. I think you yeah, have think to you decide have to, to use you it have to for use advantage it as inspiration. you go gotcha. you Okay, then the I'll use my advantage on this swing. Okay, so on your offhand swing, go right yeah. ahead. I imagine that doesn't okay. apply to death again. saves. Try to get that 20. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't apply to death crit. saves. I would permit it. Okay, uh, the better one is 24. Al- 24 hits. Okay. Remember also, I told you that you can utilize your inspiration to self-stabilize. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah it's literally in the rules I gave you guys for dying as a condition. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a while. It has. <laughs> sounds like a really great way to use your inspiration, Nesgrim. Yep. <laughs> that sounds like the best way to use my inspiration, and on my turn, I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. And then go right back down. Dabber and, and no. for eight damage. Um, eight? No, wait. I'm protecting you at this point. Yeah, for eight damage. Okay, so half this four. Don't do it. <laughs> That's everything done. Anything else on your turn? Well, hmm. No. No, I'm good. Okay. Done. Because I already used my bonus action. Okay. Um, How's she looking? Pretty bloodied. Yeah. More bloodied than after I hit her? More bloodied than after you hit her. Not Just because she took a bite out of somebody, so Correct. I wasn't sure if that... Oh, it, made she got a difference. nourished. It, it gave me some nourishment, indeed. <laughs> yes, uh, not. But she does look worse off than yes, the last time. Slightly, I Slightly, but definitively a difference to you. Done. Uh, so I'm going to uh, recite an incantation and wave my hands in the air and cast uh, guiding bolt as a light of energy whips through the air towards her. Very good. Uh, that's not going to do it. That is an 11. So your guiding bolt sails towards her, and you watch as this kind of pale illumination around her forms almost like a shield, strikes her, and dissipates a few inches from her chest. Anything else on your turn? <clears throat> uh, I'm going to bonus action and uh, reach out to Nesgrim and throw some life cool. into him. <laughs> uh, roll your burnout die. Yep. Uh, I gotta do that for the other one too, right? Uh, for guiding bolt, yes. We're good. We're both. So it's just if you don't roll a one. Correct. Yeah. No, when uh, you say throw some life my way, he's casting healing word on you. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, you have you get five hit points. Thank you. Okay, so you're in my Almost aura. Almost that's full HP. Uh, so hold on, <laughs> you're in my aura. You regain two hit points. Ugh. Ugh. Yes. Gross. As you watch the magical energy from. Ether, like travel towards that healing life from Ether. You watch as some of it pulls almost unnaturally towards her. And you watch as she just stands over. Are you serious? (laughs) Thank you. Are you serious, John? We can't heal? I mean, not in her aura. Mm -hmm. It's not a big aura, but yes. Get out of her vibe. Uh, Nesgrim. You need to back up. <laughs> you need to fucking run, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Give me one minute. Sorry, my D&D Beyond crashed. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm just, I'm going to... So one other thing real quick, with the way that we have the dying rules, doesn't he move in the initiative to in front of her? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yes, correct. So it's not actually your right. turn. Okay. Uh, so that means that we move towards the top of the turn order. Which is... 
correct. Yeah. And then her immediately mm-hmm. after. It's me, then you, then and you. then her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, you right. shift yeah, in front of the her. person that knocked you. Correct. Oh, uh, so they can't just knock you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I like that rule. Yes. Yeah, um, um, new I'm glad order someone for me. knows the rules because I yep. certainly don't. I'm just starting to get used to D&D rules. Yeah, so you watch, sorry, just at the beginning of the turn order once more, this pale light kind of pulse out from her. Further? Not further necessarily, but you watch as more of the injuries from her body begin to seal up in front of you. So, like, not the areas Mm -hmm. where you have your claws dug in, the initial wound from the arm from Nesgrim. You watch as more of that wound begins Mm -hmm. to seal up. Man. Go ahead. All right, uh, I'm going to use my inspiration and uh, attack her with uh, <coughs> Ikulula. Okay. Um, those are both the same roll, but it's uh, plus six to hit, so it's a 20 with bonus. 20 hits? Um, and then... Uh, fans, and we homebrew, we permit spells similar to like Critical Role does up to a certain level to be able to permit non-cantrips for bonus action and for action. Find it works better at the early levels for being able to moderate healing like this needed. Yep. You said 12 damage? Um, I did not say damage. Oh, sorry. Yeah, technically the answer to that is no. Correct. But yeah, but we not... find it like ruins the early level casting capacities. Uh, it's... No, you're totally fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's 14 damage. Okay. Um, nice. Okay. Two of that is off of uh, Ikalakisa. Okay. If that's relevant, yeah. I imagine it is. Yes. I don't think this is the appropriate music for this situation. This race creepy. against the clock. Do you remember that um, that level from Donkey Kong 64 with the boxes that would explode and the jack-in-the-box thing? This mm-hmm. is absolutely the music from that. Oh, God, don't tell me that. I was terrified of that boss fight. Mm-hmm. And the one in the boat, too, mm-hmm. in the lightning, that was that Oh, was yeah, terrifying. that one mm-hmm. was terrible. Lawrence, are you doing anything else? Um, oh. I don't have any relevant bonus action stuff. Um, Maybe it. Brown bear. So, no. Okay. Uh, DJ, comes to you now. Hey, alright. Uh, I'm going to disengage. Good. Back up quickly. Okay, so to... you use half your movement to stand up from being prone. Mm-hmm. Disengage. And now and you which, are right at the altar where she wants you. Which direction are you moving, DJ, with your 15 feet of movement? <sighs> to the corner of that fence. Yep. And now curl up. In a ball. <laughs> and, <cry. laughs> and move your shield. And you <laughs> back into place. inspiration to stabilize. Is that... No, no, he got healed. Yeah. Now, you I, healed yeah. him. That reminds right. me. So as far as inspiration goes, can I use that to restore a spell slot? One spell slot. No. Can you use inspiration on a death save? Yes. Huh. All right, and uh, that will that'll be the that'll conclude my turn. Yeah. Cool. So you action disengage after standing up, push off of her, flee towards the side. Yeah. Um. I'm standing between them. N- not no. now. Well, Madeline's. Yeah, I mean, I guess you both are yeah, kind of in the she's way. She's pretty blocked. 
she's got line of sight. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I said that those things are only about three feet high. <sighs> I also have my claws in her chest. You're Should've. also still bloodied. And I'm hungry. Oh, she goes after whoever's bloody. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm tanking. I'm trying to tank. <laughs> I'm trying to tank. Uh, okay. You know you're in a bad way when your druid is trying to tank. That's druids you... are actually really good tanks. Yeah, that's especially why I chose, moon that's druids. That's why I chose... Uh, yeah, so... I will have me turn towards you as you flee, but are still in my area, and look over towards you. Yes? Uh, no. Uh... Does his trail of blood look exactly the same as the other one? Uh, no, this is definitively fresher. It's the same well, thickness. Well, no, I mean, yes. yes the same thickness, thickness. Yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, we know what happened with that trail of blood, guys. And we this, figured it out. This really fury <laughs> fills her eyes, changing them from like a lightish amber to a darker. And she, for taste of weakness, leaps 30 feet towards Ooh. you. And skewers with, herself on the spikes. I'm going to use my reaction. Without provoking attacks. No! Are you serious? <laughs> She's too fast for that? Oh she, he is bloodied. Oh, <laughs> So you watch so as she leaps over this. I will make the athletics check to see if I can leap. One, to see if one, she one, one, over one, the one, one. Is there is there any disadvantage because Pretora's uh, claws and teeth were still in her? Leading into this movement, you got it. Uh, so the lower of a two roll is a sixteen. Mm. So you watch <laughs> as she leaps, flying, yeah, like Superman esque, horizontal. Yes. While she's in the air, I'm gonna hold my sword out, point first in her direction. Like a for your reaction, like try like a to go like this, to where you can try to land on me, but you're getting through my sword to get. To got me. shield here, sword here. Let's do this. <laughs> cool. So you slide your sword in this direction. She, as she's flying, her hands, as she is above you, she places her hand on your wrist as she's over your sword, pushing your arm down and trying to sink her other claw into your body. Okay. Uh, yeah, a 21's gonna hit. Oh. John, come on! <laughs> it's the dice! Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was that first hit that bloodied me. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. No, yeah, that first hit was devastating. <sighs> Instead of damage, I will once more do the grapple. Okay. So she holds you. Okay. Throws you in the fire. And now I attempt to bite you. Great. A 24. So that was... Nesgrim. An action to get away without provoking opportunity attacks. Bonus action for the taste of weakness for the jump in. And... Multi-attack. Multi-attack is the actual action. I'm, I was just trying to understand. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I'm, try- I appreciate I'm trying the effort. so hard to keep you alive. I appreciate the effort. I do. Uh, so, do you have any potions or anything? Well, it's eight piercing from the, the bite itself. I have two health. So yes, you again, once more get knocked. You're at dying three. 
okay. as you go right back to the ground. So I only take one stage of dying here. Correct. Okay, not two, like the last one. Yep. Okay. <coughs> However, one more hit. That's and a lot I'm of dying, yeah. Gone. So I will permit your inspiration to be consumed to prevent the additional triggering of cool. necrotic absolutely. energy. I will absolutely use You're still that. in front of her for the initiative order. You, okay. You're not moving again. <clears throat> Throw on the fire. And that's me. Sarah. Uh, so, the aura. Does that move with her, or did Correct. that stay where she was originally? With her. Mm-hmm. So everybody away from her can heal just fine. Correct. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only person who needs yeah, to heal I, is I feel stuck genuinely very bad, but um, whoever got bloodied, she was going yep. to hunt to the death. Yeah. And it was me. <laughs> yup. Um, happens. I closed my eyes when she was trying to bite into my neck. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh... Uh, yeah, but she has you grappled as well. Yeah. Can I grapple her? What? I'll, I want to run over. Oh, let's all grapple her and put her in the so fire! So, when you move over towards her, <laughs> grappling is a replacement for one of the attack actions inside of your multi-attack. Okay. So, you can, I'll permit to grapple and then bite... For grappling, you make an athletics check, and I mm-hmm. can test that with either athletics or acrobatics. Mm. All right, um, I'm gonna use my inspiration for the Wouldn't grapple. Wouldn't take her for a dancer. Okay. John, please. It's not me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even roll yet. <laughs> I am a Ooh. twenty-two. Okay. So that would be a strength. It's athletics. Which is which skill. is strength based, but okay. I do not know if bears are proficient in athletics. I mean, I don't. Skills I don't think perception. I'm, that's yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so you attempt to grab onto her, and she is just in a frenzy as her one claw is still gripping, like huddling all the chain from below your neck as she has once more feasted on your flesh at your neck. And you can see the lingering, despite your necrotic resistance, sliding around your body as though this like black blood is now seeping through your face. You see Nesgrim is still unconscious on the ground that has replaced just one of your things. You may still make your attack with your bite. You got this. Good old bite. Oh, that's right. I'm stabilized, not currently dying, but still unconscious. Right, okay. You're dying three. <laughs> it's bad. I thought the inspiration... No, the inspiration... No. Came the inspiration made it where you didn't go immediately to dying four and die. Right, gotcha. Okay, understood. <laughs> Still on dying three. Mm-hmm. So, on your turn, if no one heals you, you will have to make a dying check with a DC of 13. Because it's 10 plus your dying value. Can I use my claws instead of the bite? Sure. You got two claws, you got two paws. <laughs> uh, 20 to hit. 20 to hit? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> My brain just stopped working for it's a okay. second. <laughs> nice. Alright, so that's going to be 13 points of slashing damage. Okay, so 6 for haft. She looks very bloodied. And can I use a free action to just 
like roar. Yeah, absolutely. And anger, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you claw into her like she, as you attempt to grapple her, she and her frenzy still holding onto him, having just bitten his neck, with the other hand pushes your one claw off of her, wow. preventing the grapple. Your second claw catches her once more in the stomach, like right near her navel, sinking in deeper this time. And then you roar angrily in her face. And she just pulls up from Nesgrim's throat, blood dripping from her fangs, and just licks her lips aggressively. (laughs) Well, you got her attention. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Billy. Okay. Oh, that's, that's not an easy <laughs> setup, huh? Is she... Can I attack her? Well, it's only three feet high. I'm seven feet tall. Correct. You would be able to attack her. I bet you can. Yes, you can attack her over the thing. Yeah, Absolutely. all right. All right, I'm going to go over there and give her a good old couple of whaps. Like mm-hmm. whack-a-mole or pop up and boom, boom. Just die already! Uh, you also have our first thing for flanking as well, so you're getting the plus two to your attack roll as well. Well, that's not going to do much here, but maybe for the second one. Okay. Oh. Um. Maybe. Thirteen. Thirteen is no longer hit. Damn. <sighs> Donnie boy. All right. Uh, I'm going to move my thirty feet. Mm-hmm. And yell, Nesgrim! I did not want your bones just yet. Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to. <yet. laughs> uh, I'm gonna bonus action spare the dying. I can cast it at a 30 foot range yep. to Nesgrim, Stabilize. so you stable at zero HP. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. And then I'm going to toll the dead. Okay, I make a wisdom save. Yep. A five. So roll your damage. Lovely. What's this one do? It's toll the dead is necrotic damage where like a dollar is eleven points. Ears, so I take half. So I take. Five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's all I got. I was, I'm just glad um, she didn't get healed from it. I'm the, yeah, I, I'm not. Sen- I don't have any other cantrips that are not uh, necrotic damage. <laughs> like I can um, do. You're a dead. You're a death guy. You it's, yeah. it's fine. that save at disadvantage. I don't know if a one on your roll would make that any different. But is it saves or just ability checks correlated with that? Uh, I thought. Let me check. I thought it was exclusively ability checks within that um, attribute pool. Uh, it's ability checks. Okay, right. cool. Uh, anything else for you, or you're good? That's now? my action. A bonus action. Very good. No, I, I yelled the bone comment, so I'm, yep. I'm happy Thank with you. what we, I can do. We save. You can't even say. Slightly <laughs> save Nesgrim. <laughs> All right. I'm getting patched up. Well, with DJ still being moved up in the initiative order, uh, we are back to the top. So it's me. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you watch once more. As this blood, as she licks her lips, almost fills her with an invigoration. We're on turn five. I feel like that's a bad thing. Yes. Are you on turn five? <laughs> um. God. Yeah, I guess we're gonna. Is Sister Madeline just again. watching? She's staring at the fire. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, at least she's not walking into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fire is strategically positioned to where Sabrina is elevated the statue of her right behind it. Yeah, sorry, that's a statue of Sister Sabrina, just as an FYI. That's why the hair is fire. Yeah, that's, I was okay. going to ask. I didn't know if it yeah. was painted specifically for that makes this. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, quick question, the lady currently biting into my neck, does she have hair? 
Yeah. What curly, color is it? Curly. It's like the curly, like amber. Curly brown. amber. Yeah. So not. Not Sabrina. Son of a bitch! Didn't we have a vision where Sabrina's hair changed at one point? Mm-hmm. Or my okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was an elf lady, uh, and her hair previously was blonde, though. So. Gotcha. Yeah, still not. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm not gonna hit. Rip. Um. I don't know if there's literally mm-hmm. anything I can do. All right. Um. We didn't get a description of uh, Carolyn by chance, did we? His wife? Yeah. Looks like Maribel. Okay. Longer dark hair. Great. Dark <laughs> not, brown eyes. Not that either. Nope. I, I, I who give it, are we trying to kill? I'd give it a hint as to who this lady is. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, a singular hint. Uh, could I as... Uh, five feet... Uh, she's closer to the fire, actually, isn't she? I just don't think anybody's moved her. Is she yeah, still in that spot? Yeah, Madeline would be right on Retora's ass, staring at the fire. Gotcha. But not in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my nose. Oh, this is gonna feel so good to do. Oh. Let me guess what it's going to be at. Well, I mean, so it, um, your turn is concluded, or so, are you doing anything else? Uh, I mean, I have enough movement to get myself to here. Okay. Uh, could I use the rest of my movement and pull out a torch and, like, prepare to light it or get it lit? You would be able that? to light it. Sure. I would do that. Okay. Uh, so, DJ, the way, when you spare the dying, does he, is it zero, or does it replace with one hit point for you, for you your... You touch a living creature that is zero hit points, the creature becomes stable. So, I'll... Okay, so not one yeah, hit point. So, you're still yeah. unconscious. Great. So, your turn is consumed by lying there, unconscious, still in my <laughs> grasp. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. That's your turn, and now it's my turn. And I'm dead. Uh... No, well, the bear distracted her. Uh, so, the fun thing is... Um, you're grappled by me, so she stands holding you in her hands. You guys, with being in this area, in the midst of battle, watch as she elevates you Just and begins to take a step back towards the statue. I am walking... You may utilize your opportunity attacks for the two of you if you would like to use your reactions. Heck yeah. Because I'm walking. Can I, I use, am not. I can only use one of mine, right? Correct. Okay. And we're still surrounding her, so we still get the plus two? So. Correct. Buck's attack happens first mm-hmm. because of the way that they're positioned, right? Correct. Because she doesn't actually leave Retora's range Correct. right away. 20. One. 21 hits. Cool. May roll your damage. I'm pretty, uh, pretty bloody. 12. So six halved. 12. 12. So she leaves your space as you slash into her back once more and you watch as you split through another portion of the fragment connecting like right below the back of her neck. Well. And you watch and you make your attack. I'm going to use the claws again. Okay. 19. 
19 hits. Hell yeah. Please kill her. I thought you were going to say, please kill me. Or that. <laughs> 11 points of so slashing. Halved. So five. You dig once more deep into her side, and she steps beyond your reach, <sighs> and your claw pulls out from her side as she steps, vacating your space, and blood just heavily leaks out from the side of her body. You. And she's holding Nesgrim elevated in her arms. She's gonna throw him in the fire. Not the fire. You turn as you're swiping and watch as she walks towards the pool, the pool. at the base of the statue. The pool. How far can she make it carrying him? Uh, so she can make it, like, in terms of her strength score, she can walk her full distance. She can pick him up, take two hits, and walk her full distance while carrying somebody? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, her strength score is sufficient enough, like, in terms of carrying capacity, because, I mean, what do you weigh? I mean, I'm not a small guy. I'd be at least... Sure, I'm aware that you're wearing armor, armor, but, I mean, in terms of, like, breastplate, because you're what, in chain? Yeah, Chain's like yeah, 45 what do you, pounds. What do you weigh and what's your equipment weigh I'd on? I'd say I'd probably D&D. come in 200. What's your equipment weigh on? Your carrying capacity you is now added to her carrying capacity. Uh, equipment weight 135 pounds. Okay. On top and, of your and body weight. Your body weight. Which would be 150 to 200, somewhere in there. So 300 pounds. So yeah. I will say because you're heavily armored, sure, she goes 15 feet, not the <laughs> Ooh, full bless. distance to it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Somebody has to be John on this end. Correct. <laughs> I'm glad you're smart enough to figure this out, because I sure am not. So for my action, then. <laughs> She's going to toss you. I'll throw you. Call me. <laughs> she, she need to make an attack roll with Nezra. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how shove working. Yeah, uh, it's. I'm still rolling hot today. I'm oh, very buckets. sorry. Can I, have those, can I have those dice? No. Can I throw them into the fire? I got to kill Nezra. <laughs> I don't I think so you just did. Watch. He hasn't drowned yet. As she throws your body, the remaining what ten feet? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. shove works fifteen do, do, feet. Do, 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 do. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen from her space. Correct. Yeah. So yes. So you guys can see that this is actually like a cistern built like a reservoir that descends down below the base of the statue. And as you watch as Nesgrim plummets, you see that it's not a puddle of water. But a reservoir of fresh blood. Oh, we've mm. done with that before. And you watch as Nesgrim's hands, as he splashes and sprays blood all around, you begin to sink. Am I awoken by being thrown into a pool of blood? Uh, no, because you're still at zero hit points, sadly. <laughs> so now I so how quickly does he sink, being that each round is... Six seconds. Falling damage. Uh, I mean, it, he's not going to take falling damage because it's not sufficient distance, but this is only like a, I will tell you, it's only like a 10-foot deep reservoir. Sure. So he'll sink the entirety of that on his round. On his round. On his round. Yeah. Sure. Just to make it like gotcha. easy. like Because so, you guys are still acting right <laughs> during this time mm-hmm. where theoretically in this six seconds of vacuous space, as she's moving, you guys would be doing other things. So he would hit the water, begin to send, and we have the other players' turns. Um, so that's me. So Sarah, bears can swim real good, <laughs> and they Te- like the taste of okay, blood. Okay, so technically, um, 
I can't turn into a creature that has a swimming speed. Correct. Does that mean I can't swim? I'm unable to swim? No, no, no. You're or able to swim. Swimming like... speeds are your walking speed and swimming speeds traditionally are the same. Okay, okay. So... What's... what? Athletics what is, she... is swimming in terms of yeah. like a skill, just so What you does know. she... Uh do after she throws him. Just she stand. throws him and that's like the conclusion of her turn. Okay. That's the other reason for why like to me in terms of logical sense of the vacuous six second spacing mm-hmm. like she's throwing yeah, you guys are flying. beginning to do things as he's splashing into the water or blood and beginning to descend. That's an interesting scene to see in slow motion. Yep. Yeah like um, she begins to elevate him turns to walk you watch his claws sword sink into her back she pays no mind and just carries him and throws him into this pool Um like um, batter aside and run in Uh yeah I'm going to I'm going to do that I'm going to run and I want to pull Nesgrim out of the pool Thank you. Everyone's trying to save me, and I appreciate it. Does she leave my space? Uh, yes. Yeah, definitely. She's not able to get past yep. you otherwise. Do Does it. she leave her space though? If she's, she's gonna pass, she's back here, and she's, she's gonna techni- have to pass. Well, she I'm has bigger be... than a five foot base, correct? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm technically gonna be occupying the space of the. But pool. you have to leave his range to attack. Yeah, but the pool, so I would say that because he's still on the height, she's able to effectively just lean right at the lip of the reservoir, grab your legs, and pull. Instead of having to fully go into the reservoir, I will say that you are just at the edge of it and attempt to pull him out. So she would still be touching base to base. My space, correct. So I will not attack. Right, correct. It's not leaving his I've, space, it's leaving his attack range. Correct. I wouldn't have complained okay. either, got it, got it, got it. either yeah. way. Yep. Like I said, I'm... So I'm, she'd have five feet away. Right. Yep. I made an active attempt to tank this fight and mm-hmm. have been thrown. so if she hits me, that's... I mean, she took down your actual tank, which is the, the really unfortunate part. Uh, yeah, yeah so I mean, to... you grab him, mm-hmm. make a strength check. Yeah. So, I mean, you grab him by the feet because that is what is right at the edge of this reservoir and you drag him up onto the floor right next to Mm -hmm. you. So you can place him right there. It's like a newborn baby. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. (laughs) How much of my action did I use to get... Nesgrim is born again. Uh, That's not... It's about 30? I think 25. 25? Can I use the rest of my action to stand... Over him to curl up on top of him. Yeah, you can still interpose because again, he's on the ground. So yes, you can continue to provide. I am. Mm -hmm. I want to provide full cover to Nesgrim. (laughs) You're gonna suffocate him. (laughs) True. I'm I'm a bear. I'm standing. You're a very large bear. You can occupy his space. Thank you. Do you something? I dropped my d20. (laughs) That's the important one. I know. So Sarah's good. Yeah, that's the end of my turn. Cool, Billy. Okay. I was going to hop the fence, but I don't want to screw that up. So I'm going to go around and get up all behind her. What do you mean you don't want to screw it up? You can just walk over it, can't you? I mean, yeah. I could, yeah. Yeah, it's three feet. You can just take a step. It's probably not even at knee level for me. So yeah. Yeah, let's step over (laughs) it. Because you're not going to make it. All right, I'm going to get up behind her. I'm going to just give her a couple of whaps. Okay. Uh, Still the 
first form of flanking, so the plus two to your attack roll. Toy. Can I say, I'm a white bear mm-hmm. covered in blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, you look badass as shit now. <laughs> as does Nesgrim, who's this fully chain-armored man with like his face leaking this like you know reddish blackish blood now as the necrotic energy slides through your body great Can you do like bossomar things i'm unconscious <laughs> but isn't that <laughs> can you just do bossomar stuff please <laughs> 25 25 hits all right one four plus four that's nine okay so four second attack Second verse, same as the first. 20! Okay. Natural or? Natural. Cool. Oh. Uh, it's slashing? Yes. Roll me an additional, roll me your d20 first before we do your damage. For the okay. Come on. That's an 8. An 8. You heal everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're going to roll, it's short swords, correct? Yes. Okay, so you cap your six, roll a d6, and then roll a d4 as well. Nice. And I get my additional d6 from Hunter's Mark. Yes, and Hunter's Mark also crits. So you get the six from Hunter's Mark, and you roll another six. All right, cool. 12 plus three is 15. Yep. Plus four is 19. Plus four is 23. So 23. And you get another d6. So you roll another d6 off of Hunter's Mark. Crits as well. Correct. Six. Hey! 29. So 14. She's incredibly bloody. She's not down But yet. still alive. Still barely alive. Barely? Incredibly, incredibly <laughs> bloody. Nice. As there's this bear standing in front of her as Buck runs up and plunges, you know, forward slashing up along the back, cleaving into her very deeply, and blood begins to spray from her all around. Yeah, that's my fangs. Very good. All right, Don. All right, I'm going to move right over here mm-hmm. and uh, yell out, I told you I do not want Nesgrim's bones, you stupid bitch! Okay. And cast uh, Spare the Dying. Or, uh, sorry, Told the Dead. Okay. On her. Told the Dying. <laughs> uh, yeah, 10, fail. Go ahead. I'd love for her to get killed by her own damage. That would be funny. Uh, that's five, so two. Two. Yep. Quite bloody, but still living. Yep. Uh, I'm going to um, spare the dying. Uh, he's, he's not dying. He's stable. Yeah, she didn't damage oh, him. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. He didn't even start drowning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm good. Then that's I appreciate all I it. I mean, good. you're covered in blood, so you do look like you're dying. Um, There's no really I have any a, way to I don't know if I can do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Am I able to bonus action and throw my dagger? No. Okay. That would be an action, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. I, I it figured. would be considered too inviting and you're not okay, using sure. it. Okay, sure. Yep. That's fine. All right. Top of the order. Me again. Mm-hmm. What little healing I give myself. Okay. Um. Still very bloody. Uh, if I move to about there, could I bonus action to throw this torch, like... Like, just kind of lob it toward her feet. She's mm-hmm. still got a dress, right? Correct. So I'm going to... Can I do that as a bonus action? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to uh, make the same attack I've been making. Okay. So I'll do uh, dex. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, step out of the path of the torch, so this way, when it hits my feet, she just kind of, like, elevates her leg. Sure. And it does not catch the dress on fire. But it is still lit. Still lit, right there on mm. the ground, right near her. A Chekhov's gun. <laughs> and I am, of course, going to miss with that attack Damn. before Nesgrim's non-turn. <laughs> so you're, again, Mama crystalline energy pushes towards her. And you watch as the force cracks against the shield, the illumination that is around her body, this aura, and disperses once more. Is there any chance that I could have advantage on the roll because I tossed that torch at her feet and she made a movement to get out of the way? I mean, because it's Gotta like... Ask. I like your angle. I mean, sure. <laughs> because it's like fire, I would say traditionally creatures like this might be averse to fire. They worship a woman who... Sure is sacred flame. Uh, I would say no. Okay. Uh, so, Lawrence is good. DJ, your non-turn, as I'm... you are still unconscious. You're protected. Not dying. Hello, I am unconscious. Unconscious below this bear. <laughs> I who protect. Is, who is desperately I protecting. I, I protect. I attack. I protect. <laughs> oh, I stand over Paladin, who failed his attack. <laughs> On my turn, I am going to... I'm also to, covered in blood. <laughs> I am going to disengage. And I am going to leap into the cistern. This is oh, actual disengage? No. Correct. That's I'm going to... Good. This is a new round, right? Mm -hmm. So I get a reaction? I disengage. I do not provoke oh, okay, opportunity okay, attacks. Right, right. And I my mistake. leap into the cistern, into the blood. Mm-hmm. Plummeting into it. That's not good. And you watch as the blood parts where she is, and she disappears from your sight. Entirely. I mean, as she's jumping in, I would say that, like, because she's not that far away in this six seconds of vacuous space, I would swim the remaining distance down anyway. Mm -hmm. Because I was, what, five, ten... 10, 15 feet 15, away, yeah. Yeah, 15. I would be able to swim at least... Right, 20 to land on the pool. Correct. So I would be able to swim my half five feet down, which is beyond your visions. Yeah. That is my turn, though. You watch as she leaps into this pool and disappears from your sight. And then it comes to Sarah. So, as a bear, <laughs> uh -huh. which catchphrase, um, mm -hmm. is it possible for me to pick up Nesgrim and book it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say as a bear, you have very heavy carrying sure. capacity. Mm -hmm. I would even permit you to move your full movement speed. Okay, my full movement speed is 40 feet, so yep. please Hell move yeah. me as far away from this lady as physically possible. Thanks, sir. Now I'm not dying. Well, you're you're just unconscious on the ground. Yeah. Well, on now the on the back of a bear who just kind of picks you up and like a baby carries you. <laughs> we must get up to here. I cradles I'm you away. I'm picturing you up like by your flesh flaps. I'm oh. picturing like I mean, chain I was, mail. I was almost know. picturing like grabbing him like with my mouth and just throwing him on my yeah, back. Yeah, like, 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 like a mama cat. Like a chainmail puppy. Like a cat. Flesh flaps is such a. A terrible description. <laughs> oh, 
That's such a bad visual. Okay. And then you're good. Can I? Am I able to go back into that like defense? Yeah, standing over him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Billy. Uh, I still got Hunter's mark on her. Do you guys want to go look for her? Yeah, you'd be able to track her. Kill her. She's, well, you got to come with me. She's I'm not going close, to and I'm guessing she needs at least a turn before she can come out of the blood, all healed up. Yeah. That. <laughs> Wonder what we could do to keep her in that pool. Uh, not let her out. Let's I don't just think throw pews on there. No. We don't want that. No, it's where she can never get out again. Let's just grab a pew, throw it down there. She can't get out. Magic. Maybe. What do you want to do? I mean, you so have five-foot reach, right? So you can... Let's stab down in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Short swords. Maybe. Mm. Not great. That's still fine. I yeah. would say that it would occur. Uh, blood is very corrosive. I don't go out of my way. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one. Try to not have these bad boys. <laughs> yeah, like, it's ex- sword maintenance is expensive, right? <laughs> like, and I, you know, Especially I don't make that much. Um, all right. Let me see if I have anything we can just throw in there. Like a bomb? <laughs> Maybe. Um. I'm so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't like, wait till I come out. <laughs> she's not coming. I'm gonna throw out. a co- crowbar in there. You have a crowbar? Yeah. Okay. I'm throwing a crowbar in the pool. Sure. I would classify what? it as an improvised weapon, <laughs> so I mean, you can make your attack roll. Can he see where she's no. at? <laughs> I mean, he's no, tracking I, her. Like, I know she's obviously in there. he can't see, but I mean, this is a wide enough pool. Yeah. He knows where she leapt and where that area would be once more, like, coalescing. Sure. So he would throw it in the correct area. Sure. I didn't even want this thing. Based on having her hunter's mark or based on she jumped in the pool and it's like... Combination of visual plus the hunter's mark. Like, he's tracking, but I would say that she's in, like, an obscure, like... Not okay. invisible area, as my but like bonus action, area. I want to give everyone as much information about her location as possible. I'd like, cool. be like, "Yo, she's like in that quadrant, like ninety that. degrees, <laughs> like forty-five feet southwest." Works for me. Let's yeah. play battleship with her. As far as you guys are concerned, she is effectively invisible. Okay, understood. To you, Don. Um, so am I not able to cast Told the Dead if I move up to the pool? You cannot see her. No. Okay. Um. I'm going to run my 30 feet and pull out my uh, my bone short sword mm-hmm. as Sick. I move. And I'm going to stab down into the pool with it. Go right ahead. Oh, can you move me I'm up I'm going to use pool? my inspiration as well. Okay. Just no, to be safe. I'm the other one. Yeah. No, that's across the fire. That's yeah. the one. Wow, same thing. Uh, 12... Well, it's not yeah. hit. You stab down into the blood, and you pull your sword up. Obviously, blood drips off of it, yeah, but, but you're aware you didn't strike it. So many cool images from mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a bone, bone yep. sword yeah, the, with the, blood the, dripping you off know, of it. Impure, like crudely shafted and cut bone sword just plummets down in. Oh, and that's a nine, not a six. Okay. So, so that your was total was a fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Fifteen hits? Hey! Get her. Mm -hmm. Get her. Kill her before she heals. Get her. She is cursed. Uh, So that's eight points of damage, so four. Okay. 
John? She just floats up. <laughs> Bubble. Still alive. No. Still alive. Uh. Yeah, you can tell that your sword strikes and plunges into her briefly, and you emerge, like, breach the water and pull it back out. But as far as you can tell, she's still moving. Yeah. So that statue's not actually of a person on a horse? Oh, no, it is. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just an actual statue. Gotcha. Yeah, it gotcha. just genuinely is a statue. <sighs> All right. Top of the turn. Lawrence. Okay. Um... <laughs> yes, you did. You saved your friend. Thank you. Gonna doomed us all. Try and get her with this sword. Okay. Hopefully. This I hope is a so. really morbid scene. Mm-hmm. That's gonna do it. So that's uh twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one okay. hits. Um, and that's gonna be. Twelve off the sword, um, four off of the other spell effect. Very weak. (laughs) Your long sword sinks in, and you watch like the area in which you part the blood with the blade, and you feel like you sink deep into her body, like you feel. You know, you hit, like, fat, and then you hit bone. Mm-hmm. Like, the tip of your sword, and then you pull. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Uh, flavor. So, same way that she was not particularly concerned about fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nature of um, what I'm yes. doing with this sword, mm-hmm. does that have any additional effect? In regards to A, plunging it into this pool of blood, and B, stabbing her with it. In a pool of blood. <laughs> yes. Uh, so as you do this, you watch as like the blood kind of gurgles and bubbles as though she's released some kind of gasp beneath the blood, as though she is quite distraught nice. at this. Ooh. It's how we want her. Okay. Is it? Um. <laughs> well, no, we want her dead. <laughs> mm. Okay, so I used my action to make that attack. Mm-hmm. The sword goes in her mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. Could I use bonus action to attempt to not pull it straight out, but pull back on her as she Hooker. is? Try to elevate her? To Yeah, to try and maneuver, because I did hit deep. Yes. To try to maneuver her body in a way to keep her from going further into this pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, strength contests, and you have advantage. She's gonna be real gross coming out of there. Those are not great. Um, the better ones are. The better ones are ten. I'm a five. Wow. Sure. I rolled a two. Oh. Uh, yeah. You 
elevate her out of the blood as you realize you caught her like right at the like crasp of one of her her breasts like mm-hmm. then plunging into her uh, sternum. That's what you cracked. You oh. hit like her sternum. So you oh. caught her at like an angle and Ran you her. yep, you elevate her out slightly of this pool. So you see her like effectively rib cage up, just blood drenching her hair, sliding down her face as her hair clings to her mm. cheeks. And you look and see in her eyes tears and a venomous rage, like fiery rage. Yeah. And you have her propelled on your weapon here. Okay. And it would have, uh, as far as they can see, those runes on it. Would uh-huh. they be able to see that? Yep. If you want to yeah. explain the, that. The sword has a bright blue, pale, illuminating etchings engraved in the, like, honed into the one side of the blade in oh. a language you guys can't read. Hmm. Great. Does it look but they similar? would recognize it, yeah? At this point? At this point, you recognize it as Infernal. Oh, good. Oh, great. <laughs> great. You say... Welcome to my party. Technically. Uh-huh. I'm over there. Sure. So, he's, he's unconscious. So, so you guys haven't seen it, but <laughs> they're going to see it, and he's likely going to share that. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck you yes. <laughs> yep. You just wink. Yep. Don't say nothing. <laughs> yeah, so you guys see she is effectively restrained on this weapon. Um, DJ, it is your unconscious turn. So you Do remain unconscious. <laughs> I, I have some dreams. That's what I do. So she attempts to, with both hands, grab this blade and pull herself off. Okay, is she like she's clutching at a blade? Uh, yeah, I also napped one. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. She cuts off all her Get fingers. It. Uh, yeah, honestly, that's what I was going for. <laughs> because you watch as in desperation, hand over fist, she attempts to clasp at both sides of this double-sided blade and goes right through her own fingers. Oh, like well, she doesn't have claw attacks anymore. And you watch as the clawed, pale fingers of this woman drop down into the pool of blood sinking below her (coughs) and she just looks up at you. We are not dead. And that's my turn. Sarah? Fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't really think this far ahead. Um, I didn't think you should get him this all far. the way to the surface. <laughs> we didn't think we were getting this far ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep running with Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. Okay, Billy. I'm going to give her a couple of stabs. Throw add a few in. more shishes to those kebab. Yep. Mm. Try to run her through. It's going to be a 21. 21 hits. All right. Three. One. Plus four. Eight. Okay. Minus four. So four. <laughs> and Is that second skewer. Okay. Ooh, I rolled a one. 
Oh no. Okay. So your first sword, you plunge into the other like lower portion of her going right underneath her rib cage. And you're slightly off balance as you attempt to <laughs> sink the second okay. one into her. Oh, no. And you hit the side of your own blade. You don't remove and oh, prevent and like, your own oh, damage. Oh, man. It's just a very like awkward, like stinging, pinging sound as you clank off your own sword. Mm. I imagine the vibration in yeah, her Yeah, you feel, feel the great. sword like shaking in your hand. But you're a very strong person. You're capable of holding on to it. Anything else on your turn? She's uh, no. like looking as though she is on her last breath. Not dead. I think still that's all in, I got. Still in the blood. Okay, um, I am going to look at her. It's time to toll the dead. Mm-hmm. And toll yeah, the dead. That's pretty dead, much baby. all I can do. Mm-hmm. I rolled a six. <sighs> uh, that's eight points, so four, four for the necrotic. Yeah, so half. So, yeah, four. So you watch as this dolorous bell once more, you see her head just vibrate and shake, and blood begins to trickle out of her mouth, joining the other blood that has melded into her face from the pool that is here. And you watch as the palms of her hands kind of sink lower onto this blade, almost like they're resting. Her shoulders sag and shrug. And then you feel this strange heat right next to you, and you turn... And you see Sister Madeline holding the torch that Yalumlo threw here. Oh no. And she tips it into the pool. Oh no. Oh no. Like fire. And you watch as this woman, still on your sword, shrieks in agony as the fire begins to spread obviously not quickly but begins to sink into this pu- like puddle of blood and you watch as she from your bell bleeds from her nose from her eyes and the fire right here as it encases around the pool your sword separates her as she shakes oh, and yeah. seizes against <laughs> your body and you watch as Yalumlo holds his sword, and the lower half of her disappears from your sight. The top half of her extended on the blade of you, because only like portions of her have fallen off and eviscerated, disconnected from her body. The fire spreads along the blood. And this figure bleeds, and her eyes close. And Sister Madeline stands here, shaking as she looks at the spot where the torch has descended into the pool. I'm so sorry, Amber. I thought it would help. And you watch the figure on your blade go limp and sink into this fiery pool. And not move. Amber. She's the top half of her still like limp falling off of your sword. If you would like to try to yeah, pull her out. Yeah, I don't want the top half of her. In that's the fine. I want the top half of her where either yep. can have her skull. Correct. So <laughs> you, as she begins to slide off of your blade, you reach out with your other hand, grab her by the last fragments mm. of her dress, and pull her upper torso mm. onto the ground 
adjacent to you. Intestines and everything having spilled out into the pool, she looks almost hollow and vacuous from your side angle. Mm. And you see her eyes glaze and black and empty. So for the purposes of uh, some of my effects, yes. she would... Triggers. Draw. Um... And Madeline doesn't get credit for that kill, right? No. <laughs> Sister Madeline kneels down over this girl and grabs at her face, her cheeks, and holds her head in her hands. This was never what we wanted. This was a young woman, right? Yes. I'm... I'm so sorry, Amber. I... I don't understand what you've become. You were supposed to follow Sabrina. And as she says the word Sabrina, you hear a small rumbling from the figure on the statue. Oh my Fuck. god, you... And we will conclude this. No! 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 Uh, uh, we're all alive. Mm-hmm. All alive, technically. Mm-hmm. Technically. Yeah, technically. technically. <laughs> oh boy. Well, chat, thank you guys very much for watching tonight. I hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. Um, we will be back tomorrow for Princes of the Apocalypse at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, thank you all for the follows. If you're new here, make sure you follow again so you can find us. We stream D&D three to four times a week, depending on the week. Uh, you can go to our website, notgreatrpg.com, to find our schedule. Uh, it's got links to a calendar that shows exactly when we are streaming stuff on which day, and the time is always 6 p.m. Eastern, so that'll never change. Um... But yeah, thank you guys very much for watching. We've also got links to all of our uh, social media accounts, our YouTube, uh, our podcasts. All this stuff is saved in a format that you can catch up on it. We've also got text recaps, so you can catch up really quickly on any of our campaigns, uh, which is awesome. So thank you guys very much for watching. We will see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Good night. Bye, friends. (laughs) Goodbye.